0: We need that sports encyclopedia. We West, D. Kim. Got Trent
1: the cut. The coach, uh, What
0: up, what up, what up, man? The real coach, J.B. My main man, Big Smitty.
1: Ah! Are y'all ready
0: for this? It's like something to prove it. Can't conclusion that it's...
2: Man,
0: means me from west coast to yo side woah why we in your city keeping 150 we never changed what had in link
3: in any metro coach you cannot have russell
0: wolfson
1: nick gave me my first offer like it, it, you got to head that store you got to be marketing
0: Hockey, football baseball then basketball
2: Ooh, i love
3: this fucking show what do so
0: are you mixing
4: light and dark at 11 a.m.? <laughs> I'm, I'm
5: I'm elated that I can be able to coach, that I can be able to mentor these kids uh, and give them everything that I've learned over the last 20 years.
3: Smitty
0: and Jason Brown, kill the a rap We want the games to miss We switched it and filled the gap. Smitty and Jason Brown, we kill the a rap We want the games to miss We switched it and filled the gap. You are now tuning out to
2: the coach J. What up, what up, what up? The Co- real Coach JB
0: here, man, for the Coach JB show with Big Smitty. We are proud to announce we have a new ad sponsor, and that is Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports DFS platform in North America. We are one of the easiest and most exciting ways to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in price picks is a skill based real money daily fantasy sports game. How does it work? You ask you pick two to six players and if they will go more or less than their prize picks projection, you will win players can choose from a vast selection of sports and stat types not offered anywhere else. Price picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes college football. We're about to start up. Pro hockey, pro basketball, pro football. NFL season is here plus pro baseball, pro golf, men's college basketball, NCAA tournament plus women's college basketball, soccer, women's pro basketball, eSports, pro car racing, tennis, MMA boxing, disc golf, you name it, we got it. Short fat, skinny and tall. Price picks does it all. And I just got to be honest, dog. I started doing prize picks, and I won instantly. And that's why I am endorsing prize picks to the fullest right here on the Coach JB Show with Big Smitty. Go to prizepicks.com backslash Coach JB and use Coach JB as the promo code for a first deposit match up to $100. So, Go to prizepicks.com slash Coach JB and use code Coach JB for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the best betting app online in North America. Go get it and do what Coach JB and Big Smitty does every day. We bet prize picks. Head on over there, prizepicks.com slash Coach JB and get you $100 match right now. Appreciate you. Peace. What up, what up, what up? The real Coach JB getting ready to go live every single morning. I got the wild thing on. You don't know about this shirt. Every single day I got the fire shirts on. I got the shirt game cracking. Y'all don't know about this shirt game right here. But it wouldn't be the Coach JB show without my main man, of course, Big Smitty. Yeah.
1: Uh, I got the halfway flex with the brush at the same time because I'm talented like that. What's going on, chat? What's going on, all you Team Smitty fans in the chat man I'm rocking with y'all and JB I'm rocking with you I love that shirt the one thing about that shirt that I like the most JB is the year on there 1994 I got a trivia question for you which all-time great was born in 1994 I'll give you a hint he's on this show every single day if you were born in 94 94-
0: Damn, homie. I don't even know where to go. I might have to make a, 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 a professional decision. Um,
2: <laughs> I what graduated high
1: school in 94, homie. Well, that's when your boy was born.
0: I was bang-banging from 86 to 94. Yeah. I was banged out before you was even born. Right, right. I nutted you out and then 94 came and then i graduated
2: <laughs>
1: god I didn't, I didn't start thugging until about oh one you got me feeling old in here i didn't start thugging until about oh one you know what i mean that's when i was in the streets 01, 02. Born 94
0: tiktok i graduated high school in 94. god don't <laughs> argue
1: with tiktok most of them of us weren't born until 2004. cats <laughs> in this chat right here are talking about they're born in 94. Everybody, put your year you was born right now in the comments. Hurry up! I want to see it before we get the show started. What year? Joe Accord, he old as hell. He graduated high school in '94. Sean Watched Walker that. said he graduated college, had his third degree in '94. Look, look, he said, if I was conceived in '89, can I claim '80s baby? If you was born no, in no. the '90s, 90, ninety don't matter. Nope, don't count.
0: The '90s baby, homie. We because I was O5. born in the
1: '70s, but I'm an '80s baby. We got an 05 one in here though. Ooh. Oh, five, goddamn. 97, 99. Let's be, let's be clear here. Let's be
0: clear on this how this thing works. If you're born in the year, so let's be you're born in the decades. So Jerry Portz and Sean, same age, 70, born in 70. They're six years older than me. Sheesh. If you're born in the eighty, in the 70s, you're an 80s baby. Now, if you're born in 1970, though, they're 70s babies. Yeah, you right. I was seventy six, but I was an eighties baby as far as me running around. You know, running around. So
1: you damn, you damn uh, there, you damn there in seventies almost though. You older than a bit. You was born in seventy six. Seventy six, JB. You know, you know how much life has changed for you since seventy six. I don't think the Atari was out in seventy six. Your ass old as fuck. The pager wasn't out yet. They didn't have cell phones yet. You were using the the, the, the house phone that did this. My grandma had that. You had to put your finger in the in the in the thing and turn it like this. Artesia? What? Who is this? We gotta know each other, right? Um, I was born '94 though, so I feel like I'm still a '90s baby because because if, if it was before '95 or '85, if it was before the five, I think you're you still count for that decade. If it's after the five, then it's like the next decade. You know what I'm saying? So I'm still a '90s baby. You know what I mean?
2: I, I yeah. remember when I was
1: five years old. That was ninety nine. I, I remember that. Man, John, John, you were born in eighty seven. You gotta be a crackhead,
0: homie. You look horrible. You look like down. ninety. You look white cracks, then, homie. White cracks. We black don't crack. White look
1: like you've been snorting coke for since eighty eight, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what, JB? You haven't cracked shit. Like you ain't got so many wrinkles. You you look clean, like. I'm a little nervous though because when it happens, it happens quick. It happens hard. Pause. So, like, you might look good today, and then next year, boom, old as hell. So I don't know. Be prepared. That motherfucker put 87. That motherfucker look older than everybody in the
0: chat. (laughs) 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 Same age. Let's look. Here, look. See? See, Greg is born in 87. He looks a little better. Yep. Yeah. But old boy just showed himself. Oh, boy, that just showed himself.
1: Fuck, he. I, whew, I he wonder if there's a picture of old boy on there got, though. I wonder. He got horrible jeans.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he roasted you.
1: He roasted Hey, me. we just fucking with you, uh, my main man. He in here 87, though. Ooh, he look older than that. got 79 this motherfucker. You know, black don't crack. Say nine. Nah, you could have told me 99. I would have believed it, Casey. At like the same age as you? God. Okay, Hector Heck, January 19th. I'm a Capricorn. Oh, baby. Dr. Morris finally joined us again, huh? Dr. Joey. Hey, I see you in, in two years. Doc Doc? 71? Okay. As well as she's at 71. She's younger than a lot of cats in here.
0: Why yeah. is why does TikTok shut me off?
1: Because you probably cussed, you probably said something, you probably did some. You know. hate
0: speech.
1: talking about oh, it's called ageism. You probably talking about people's age and they and oh, they my. God, yeah. did you just say it's called ageism? Yeah. Homie, yeah. I got to
0: get out of this world, bro. I'm going to be honest.
1: <laughs> hey, y'all, right now, I want to ask the chat. If we got Team Smitty t-shirts and put them on the website, who's buying the shirt? I got to know. JB got to know. If we got Team JB shirts and Team Smitty shirts, and put them on the website. Who's buying the shirt? Let us know. Type Team JB. And type Team Smitty if you rock it with either shirt because we got to know. I got the Chiefs Queendoms. I got, man, Chief Queendom coming at me today hot.
0: They oh, hot man. at me. I posted that picture.
1: <laughs> oh, I saw that. I <laughs> love that. It's real though.
0: Yeah, me a million views for a picture. I'm like, what the fuck? Let me break down this picture. But what do I know? I said Big Smitty on Twitter late last night. Instagram actually blew up as well. So these cats, here's their comparisons right now this year. Russell Wilson has better stats and is 1-5 in five with the worst defense in the NFL. And the Chiefs have the second-best defense in the NFL. And Russell's killing them both. And everyone's calling him a corny weirdo, Russell weirdo. We call him Russell weirdo. And uh, they're saying he's washed up. And then this guy over here, the best quarterback ever. <laughs> I got to ask you, perception is reality, dog.
1: It is. It is.
0: Perception
1: is reality, and w- and winning solves all problems. If the Chiefs were three and two, I would say or two and three, I think these stats will be a little bit uh, more alarming. You know what I'm saying? But right now, it's popular to talk down on Russell Wilson. It's the cool thing to do. That it's like oh, okay, everybody's doing it, so if you do it, it's cool. It's normal. If, if someone goes down and say Russell Wilson's actually playing decently everybody look at you with the side eye but the numbers are the numbers he's playing right in alignment with the rest of the top quarterbacks in the NFL and let's keep it real jB I gotta admit we talked about it on the show for a long time quarterback play right now is low like great the oh. quarterbacks are not playing well it's a fact we, we saw it again even last night like even the really good quarterbacks just not playing at the super high level. I don't know why. I really. I don't know the answer. I don't know if it's. Hold on, dog. I gotta go. Hold on, Big Smithy. I gotta. saw I gotta pause you dog.
0: This cat right here. I, got, I Oh my goodness. He said quarterback rating QBR. I thought I knew quarterbacks.
2: Hold um, up. Wait a
0: minute. Hold up. Wait, Wait a on. minute. A minute. Let, Let me put some I'm, in, I'm, in How it. about that shit, KCBD? How about that shit, homie? You know why your QB rating and QBR is so fucking high? How about that shit? How about you lead yards after catching catch and it ain't even close? By the way, Big Smitty, just so since I don't know quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes is stoned for 1,500 yards. 970 of them are yak yards? You sorry fuck? Shut your ass up, KCBD. Anytime you want to get on the board with me or talk football, let me know, homeboy, because you are fucking horrific. You are such a goggle fanboy. Well look at the motherfuckers look at his profile picture. He's got the dude's face on it. You got my home's face, homie! Are you kidding me? This dude almost has a thousand yards of yak! Are you shitting me? No wonder your QBR is high, you dumbass! You throw the ball 50% at the line of fucking scrimmage! Get out of here with that shit. KCBD, you've lost all credibility on the show. You got Dick Ryder's picture on your fucking profile picture, and you obviously don't know football.
2: <laughs>
1: so. That's a hell of a stat. I'm not going to lie to you, but I did not know about that yards after catch. I, I did not. We seen it, but to actually see the actual numbers, that's that's alarming. Say it again. Sorry. No, I was saying that, like, we knew by watching the game that his players get a lot of yak and a lot of gimmicky plays, but to actually see the stat and the numbers and in correlation with his overall passing yards, that's alarming, bro. That's alarming. It's been that way for two years. I've been telling everybody. Why does nobody believe me? They
0: want to keep believing They don't want to believe me. All KCBD can say is five and one. You know what? KCBD's right. They're five and one. Super Bowl champs. Yeah. That doesn't deter the fact that I'm gonna stand on my hill and call it what it is, <laughs> and I'm still calling it what it is. I'm 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 convinced thoroughly that it is a, a Andy Reid systematically corrected position to put him in the right spot. They put his ass in the right spot. Just wait till Andy Reid's gone. You're gonna be like, damn, Mahomes is a
2: shitty
1: <laughs> <laughs> man. I ain't gonna lie, man. Right now, no quarterback brings me fear and i think it's a good well you know what i don't want to dive into it because we haven't even quoted a day yet uh in in, the contrary to belief let's dive into that first before we dive into our last night's game and justin herbert who you guys know i'm a big fan of. but i gotta keep it real on here and uh man i'm just tired of seeing that the the end of the game you know lack of playmaking by him But let's dive into our our, uh, quote of the day and everything,
0: J.B. Quote of the day brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code Believe, B-L-E-A-V. Get your 50% off plus welcome bonus. Um, KCBD will be betting the Chiefs for the rest of this season for sure on BetOnline.ag. We got a quote of the day. Big Smitty, do not go out of your way to keep someone in your life. Mm -hmm. Be okay with losing whoever is okay with losing you. (laughs)
2: Yeah. That's
1: a-
0: I don't think people realize that shit. I live by that quote right there. That's my own. I live by that motherfucker. I put
1: it on my T-shirt. I put it on my wall. I live by that shit. Uh, hey, I know we never cut quote of the day, but we might. have Hey, can we cut that one? A real short clip? because That's a bars. People got to hear Need to hear that one for real. <laughs> Do not go out of your way to keep someone in your life.
0: Be okay with losing whoever is okay with losing you. God I'm just me. being honest, dog. I don't get it. I don't get it. If, if I'm just telling you. I I see more people beg a motherfucker to stay in their life when they don't want you. Like, why are you holding on to this motherfucker? If he wants to go, let him go, homie. I don't want you either. Big Smitty, real quick. That's why I left Indy. I could have fought and stayed. I could have fought for the job. They tried to put me on suspension. They tried to go through an investigation. They tried to do all this shit. I said, no, 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 no. It don't work that way. I brought this fucking shithole town $10 million from Netflix. Nat, global recognition. You got people buying tickets to come see the game from Australia in Independence, Kansas. Not only did I fulfill your dorm rooms and you had to make more dorms, I kept your lights on. I got you out of the red into the black financially as an institution. Graduated, I sent 101 guys D1 in four years, national record. I think eight of those guys on that show are in the NFL right now. Jermaine Johnson starts for the Jets. First rounder, by the way, my 10th. Um, I'm trying to figure out, hold on. I think we had a 98.9% graduation rate. No one went to jail or died. And no one got kicked out of the four year after they left me. Mm. But you're going to suspend me and put me in investigation? Now nah, I'm good, Big Smitty. If you don't want me, I don't want you, homeboy. I'm out. Give me pay my severance and get the fuck out. Because <laughs> guess what, Big Smitty? Boo-boo the fool, I wasn't. Motherfucker, I was the only Juco coach in the country under a contract.
2: <laughs> um, Damn,
0: That's real. Don't get it twisted. Hey, Netflix didn't pay me, but guess what? I wasn't about to get fucked over either by the actual job either. you put me on contract.
1: <laughs> right, right. So if you break that contract, you're going to have to break the bank.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they did, and I bought a house in California. All right. <laughs> right <laughs> uh, brought to you by BudOnline.ag. Use the promo code Believe, B-L-E-A-B. Every day, Big Smitty, some ordinary person does something extraordinary, contrary to belief. And today it's your turn. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, just remember, without the difficult times in life, Big Smitty, you wouldn't be who you are today. Be grateful for the good and the bad, contrary to belief. I'm, I'm more grateful for the bad in my life, Big Smitty. I'm going to be honest.
1: I was I was praying about that this morning, man. Because I I really as I get older, I really am as well. In the moment, you don't like when bad things happen. You don't like when you make mistakes in a moment. You might feel bad about yourself, like dang, why did I mess it up? Why did I make that bad decision? But in life, you literally have to go through hard times and bad mistakes. You got to bump your head, make bad decisions in order to learn. There's no other way around it. Like, and there's no perfect world where you could just make all the right decisions nothing goes wrong and you just stay like this the entire time life is ups and downs and the downs usually happen right before a very high moment in your life you know what i'm saying so i'm with you bro it's just like riding a bike it's the most simplest uh comparison to make you have to fall down five six seven times before you can actually get back up and ride what's mikey b talking about right here jb
0: i don't know i hope he's not asking me what what happened what about him I think he's he trying not, to
1: comment because you said nobody got in trouble under you and all that I stuff. Know, it's,
0: it's crazy how these ignorant fucks don't understand. Like, I don't get it. Like, did it, you realize I like, cut the kid, right? <laughs> like, they do know I cut him for simple
1: reasons That's probably why he's in trouble to this day, right? Right. Like, don't hey, y'all y'all understand when JB say none of his kids got in trouble, he means the guys who we actually kept on the team, who stayed throughout, finished their time there. Who play? He's not some the guys who were there and then he released them. That's not. That's he's not claiming those guys, y'all. Oh, big
0: Spinny. I'm gonna cut you for being a shitbird, and then I'm still responsible for you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. Uh, anyway, we got a lot going on today, dog. Uh, we, do, we do. Hey, I got a. I got a. I got a poll question. Is your boy Justin Herbert over fucking rated? Oh man! Oh my god! He might be the guy. He might be the guy that I got to look at and say, "Dog, I've been telling y'all, he got to win a playoff game for me to really be bought in." And last night, and be honest, that game should have been won if he don't miss Allen twice. By the way, this is these are the casual fans mad in life right now. I'm I'm a casual fan today. <laughs> I'm going a, to a, a be a casual today, all right? That's cool. I bet. I you bet already? on the game last night. I bet on it. What you bet? Money line or what? I, I, no, I bet on Herbert specifically and Allen specifically. And Allen was eating. If Allen would have got those two catches that Herbert missed him on wide open, I would have won like 100K. Motherfucking Herbert, homie, is now on my shit list. Are you Herbert like that bad? Damn. Herbert is now the worst quarterback in the history. <laughs> uh, Give me my money, Herbert. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. We got to address this guy. Who's this guy? Do you know him? Never heard of him.
1: Let's see. What's his picture of? Black cat? White cat? What is he? No, nah, it's a brother. I mean, I don't want to be mixed with something, but it's a brother. It's like he's a basketball player, about 6'2", <laughs> 6'3". Six, six, I don't know if it's a high school. I can't really tell if was a, a, a D3. I don't know. And it might not be his pitch. You gotta be careful, man. You got a lot of trolls, JB. Right? I never know if they're real, fake, or if they purposely trying to piss you off. I really don't know. He can't lead. I, don't, i he's trying to piss you off, JB. I really do. I, I know. I'm not tripping. I, I don't, I'm trying
0: to figure out who he is. Like I, I'm trying to figure either. out. How, he knows me. He played for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, like this cat lives around me or something. Did you coach basketball in college?
4: You I don't know. Did.
0: Oh, did I? Did I
2: cut
0: him? <laughs> Did I cut the
4: motherfucker?
1: Is that why? I'll try to figure it out. I, I don't know. Um, Man. but listen, you know what? The SEO poll question, JB, as much as I hate to say it because I love Jay Herbo, is he overrated? As of right now, yes. You have to say that. The money that he's receiving, that he's received, the praise that he he gets. On mainstream media, by myself, on social media, he hasn't fully earned it yet in terms of winning a playoff game, winning when it matters. And then this season specifically, I'm just tired of seeing late-game situations where the ball is in your hand and you have a chance to win the game and you don't do it. I don't want to hear the excuses about O-line and getting sacked or whatever. Like Because, listen, all the real all-time greats, when they had the ball late-game under two minutes, they put fear in your heart. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, like I'm talking about the all time greats. And we look at Justin Herbert as an all time great talent and he's got an all time great bag, but he's not doing all time great things on the football field right now. He's way too inconsistent. And uh, perfect time, man. Doc Talk Tuesday in the building looking clean again. How you doing, Doc?
6: I'm doing great. How are you guys?
1: Doc, you swagged out, man. You swag- I
0: got. I got a tweet yesterday when you posted something. Some guy tweeted out, "You know, Doctor Morris is just a cloud chasing Twitter doctor, right?" And I go, "Really?" I go, "It's <laughs> fucking crazy." I said, "I so is KD, fucking LeBron. Are they all cloud chasing too?" Is that does that like take away from their greatness? Because I'm tripping. You still follow the motherfucker? So I'm like, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out. These trolls are unbelievable. They're heavy in this chat today already. So It's all uh, right.
6: Here. So Love i i've uh, I, I, I've done two things. One thing, I'm going to stop listening to him, and B, I usually block him before I get it to him. My block yeah. list is crazy. I learned from
1: Michael
0: Rappaport.
6: <laughs> no,
1: call him Doctor Matumbo. <laughs> I, I
0: got something from Doctor. I got something from Michael Rappaport some years ago. Uh, like I'll I'll comment. I'll, I'll make one last comment to him, and then I block him. And it's it totally yeah, so they can see it. Though. It yep. fucks the world up. It fucks the world up. I'm just telling you. They'll make another account to DM you. Why you block me? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's unbelievable. Blocking is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Um yeah, yeah. we got a lot going on, Docs. Uh, let me ask you this. If you were picking fantasy, is Justin Herbert absolutely just pissing on your damn parade? Because
1: he just
6: uh, I, I did pick him in fantasy, so yes, he is.
1: He's in my fantasy too. Like we did we did win this week, but it was by a hair. We should have won comfortably. <laughs>
6: the, the, the weapons are were silly. Callum Moore was supposed to be – like it that. hasn't been as pretty as I would like it to. He should be a top three guy right now without question, like in yeah. terms of fantasy. He's not. I looked at this – or I'm like – I was in and out of the game. I wasn't watching the game fully last night. I'm like, how the hell is it still 10-10? I'm like, what's going on here?
1: Yeah, it's hey, weird. Man. Like, offense has not been overall great. Quarterback play, as much as I hate to agree with JB, but got to be honest, it's not been that great this year. And I don't know if the defenses are catching up to offense, and, and I'll probably ask that later with Matt, but it's just something weird going on. Um, and also, man, obviously a ton, a ton of injuries. I've been following your page and scrolling the last like couple <laughs> days trying to stay up to date with so many injuries.
6: What's going on with
1: Justin Fields? He's getting surgery on the thumb?
6: Yeah. So uh, I, I preface this with my Sunday night video with bang, it basically saying it may be easier to tell you who's healthy than who's injured. And, and, and it's crazy. It's, we're in week six, like six. Like, I mean, finished. We just finished week six. So it's like, you know, like, it's crazy. So I'm in the process of making a list of all the injured quarterbacks, and it's like half the league already, um, which is crazy. But um, so based on Jay Glazer's tweet, he said that he dislocated his thumb. His throwing hand—that's oh, a big deal, a real big deal. If you dislocate another finger, okay, fine. But the thumb is vital. Without the thumb, you're not really. This is what makes us human. Um. So the problem is, and I consulted my ortho surgeon for this, my the hand surgeon, and he's. I'm like, what is the most common dislocation for the thumb? There's three joints: the top one, the basically the middle one, and then the the one down here, which is the CMC. Down here, that, that one right there has been dislocated about eight times. So, in, in linemen and non-QBs, it's usually uh, it, it's usually up here or in the middle one. And, and for those guys, you can tape it up, you can do whatever you want, but you're not trying to throw the ball, right? right. So, it, it, the, the 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 procedure and the treatment is different. Reportedly, so if you were to say, what is the most likely one for him to have dislocated? It's going to be this MP joint, kind of the middle joint. Now, the problem is, you can't throw a ball, if you, if you dislocate it, you have to tear a ligament in order to pop it out, if you can't, it's holding in by a ligament. So if you pop it out, then the ligament had to be torn in some capacity for it to pop out. Now there's collateral ligaments we call them are kind of ones that go along the side that usually don't tear because it usually pops this way, you know, like kind of this way. So. The problem is if he tore the ligament to dislocate it, then he has to have surgery to repair it. I mean, especially on your throwing thumb. So they can wait two weeks or whatever to let the swelling go down. That's not gonna change whether or not the ligament's torn.
0: Mm. I couldn't imagine throwing like this, Doc, without a thumb. The thumb is number one in my opinion. It's
6: number one I mean you can't you can't hold I mean I mean, yes, you need the top, but you also need that to guide and throw and velocity and angles and so that's part of my concern this is not common I, I actually wrote my team this morning i'm like hey let's find a list of all the different thumb injuries that quarterbacks have had remember rogers had a broken thumb last year right. that one kind of went underneath the radar we still don't know exactly what it was um we we had two uh years ago with his partial tear of his ucl we had uh uh J- russell wilson when he was in seattle with the with the the, the funky dis- fracture or whatnot so Uh, We have all these different ones, but not a dislocated thumb to my knowledge that I can think of. Uh, So that's what makes it tricky. Um, If he needs surgery, you're looking at about six weeks, maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, I don't, uh, it depends because not only do you have to be able to hold it, but then you have to be able to squeeze it and endure it. And it's about to get cold. So that ball is going to be hard. The ground's hard, you know? So this is when it gets complicated. So it says yes ideally he's coming back in two three weeks but if it's truly dislocated and truly torn i don't know how that's possible
0: Man. doc i still can't move my thumb like like i still don't have the strength in my thumb holding that ball oh yeah this, 23 years ago and and yeah. you'll have
6: arthritis that you didn't have if you didn't dislocate it you wouldn't have it it's called traumatic arthritis like ankle fracture. or anything all these it, fingers are fucked yep
0: yeah, you were born in
1: the '70s. You born in the 70s, JB. So you're gonna have authorized regardless. Let me ask you about another quarterback, uh, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence had a little uh, situation late in the game. How serious yep. is that? Should we expect him to play this week? What's what's the latest on on
6: him? So he got lucky, or at least in context. Uh, he kind of, they kind of gator rolled him, I think that's what you guys call it. Kind of yeah. like, can they roll kind of, um, it just could have been a lot worse if his foot was planted and he had weight on it, but he, I think he was kind of like up and he didn't have a whole lot of weight on it. Uh, similar to what like David Montgomery had like a month ago or whatever, kind of like that bowl type of thing. Um, so my suspicion is he kind of tweaked the knee. Unfortunately, he only had three and a half days to recover because they have the Thursday game, right? So that's kind of counterproductive. Maybe if they had a Sunday game, maybe he could go. But this is your franchise quarterback, right? This is not someone that is just a backup or a backup, you know, running back or whatever. Like the game is bigger than one game. Like, you know, so that's part of the reason why I think if he's probably going to want to try to go, but he's going to be really limited and that's probably going to be increased risk for him. And he's, he might not be able to move and step into his throws, like kind of like Burrow. that, 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 so that's, if, if they hold him out, that's the reason I don't, I'm not overly concerned about the injury. It's just more of the inflammation and the fact that it just happened three days ago. And now you're asking him to play again. Um, and move around and scramble. And, 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 and I just don't I just don't think that's realistic.
0: Hey, I got this ticker on the bottom from your page. Uh, that has got the check marks and stuff. Saquon's back now, right? Correct. Yeah. Austin Eckler came
6: back. Aaron Jones is he back? Something's going on with Aaron Jones. Um, uh, my suspicion is he injured it, um, re injured his hamstring in week four. I'm losing track of the, month, the week. Um, I think it was yeah, four. Three or four. Yeah. yeah. The one he came in and like didn't do a whole lot. And we were like, yeah. what, what just happened? And then he didn't play. And we we're like, wait a minute, what? My suspicion is he re injured either in the game or in practice because that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Like, why is he not healing? You know, why, why did he not play or why is he? So, uh, yeah, I mean, they had the buy, so they had the luxury of the buy. Yes, he should be healthier and he should be ready to rock. I don't know if he's going to. We haven't seen anything yet. Uh, I think they, they commented that he was running yesterday because they're on a, uh, coming off a buy, so they usually start to practice earlier. Uh, but we probably won't know formally till Wednesday, tomorrow.
1: Got you. Got you.
6: You know the, the, the uh, now go ahead, JB.
0: Uh, you're good. I, I was just gonna say Cooper Cup just back. No, no problems.
6: He oh. looks great. I mean, he looks great. I'm happy. I'm I'm, I'm happy because uh, this is a, this was risky. I mean, think about in general. Zoom out from the player. He had tight roll procedure last year. He is 30 plus. He is had a hamstring injury in early August. He had a month to rehab. He re injured it in late August. Then they gave him basically another month off. And now put him into a massive role with crazy volume. I mean, that's very high risk, yeah. you know, even a 25 year old. I don't think we be able to most, you know, wouldn't be able to handle that per se. Um, but Cooper is a different beast, right? He's, he's, he's elite for a reason. Um, he may have tweaked his ankle. Um, Coach uh, uh, Dr. Chow posted something on on his thread that there was a good video. This is the same ankle that he had the high ankle on. I don't know if anything's going to come of it. Uh, Usually, it's not a big deal. Um, In in my mindset, for from him in general, is can he last the whole season injury wise? Does he have enough time each week to heal up? Um, Mm -hmm. You know, because yeah, you just took a month off and you played a, a, a game. Now you have six days to have rehab up and, and, and play a game. Then you have another six days. So, I mean, it, it starts to stack. And at that point, how is he playing? Can he handle that volume in week 10, 11, 12, 13? Like, you know, I, we don't know. We, we haven't got there yet. Uh, we hope so. I mean, he's ridiculous, and I want to see him on the field, but I'm cautiously optimistic.
0: Two, right. two guys I have to ask you about. Um, it's crazy. When you broke that, hit like a million views now on that day. Uh, the Deshaun Watson deal. Obviously, something was deeper down um, when you mentioned that on this show. And then <clears throat> Deshaun Watson's, the, I guess, the number one issue right now. They still beat the Niners without him, which is crazy. That was impressive. Addition by subtraction is a real thing. I've been saying that for years. It might be a better thing without him. But anyway, um, where do you where are you at with him? Like as far as what seriousness of his issue?
6: Yeah. So they finally gave us some clarity because this 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 team is weird. The information they release is a little fishy. Remember, they initially said, oh, we cleared him, he was okay to go. So either the MRI was poor, which happens, or they didn't do an ultrasound, which I find a little surprising, or they weren't overly impressed and said, hey, just suck it up and play. We owe you, you know, we give you a lot of money. But either way, they basically said, hey, like you can play. Obviously didn't play, that was the DTR game. Now we go through a buy, and it's been, what, three weeks? Over three weeks. And now we finally hear he's got a subscapularis injury. The subscap is this front one right here. It's kind of the one that goes across. But it also goes – it kind of – it basically reels up and attaches to the inside of the back of the shoulder blade. So like on the inside of it, closer to your front. And think of it as a coil. So it kind of coils. And this is what you use for across your body, like your seatbelt, like the seatbelt motion. That's what I call it. So the problem is – If this is, so there's a couple different grades of injury. You can have a contusion, which is just bruising. You can have inflammation of the tendon, which is tendinitis. If that doesn't calm down, that becomes tendinopathy or chronic changes to the tendon. Then you have injuries, grade one strain, grade two, grade three is full thickness. Initially, they called it a bruise, which is just bruising. Painful, but usually resolves relatively quickly or at least enough to, to function. That hasn't happened. So now they say it's a subscapularis and there's an injury to it. Okay. Now we hear more. How bad is the injury? Is this a grade one? Is this a grade two? It's unlikely to be a grade three because they would have already ruled them out. And then that would have already been surgery and a big deal. Um, so if it's a grade one, okay, fine. But steroids are not going to help this injectable, like your, 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 you know, your cortisone, whatever you can put PRP in there, but it's not going to work fast enough or it's going to create a ton of pain which is helpful, but not in two weeks to get it back in the field. You can put stem cells in there and depending on which one you can use. Rehab is very important for this, but is it fast enough to allow him to throw 20, 30 times? And then if it, his arm gets hit, can he handle that? Mm. Can he handle landing on it? You know, these are all things that he needs to be able to do it in practice before you can even contemplate throwing 20, 30 times at a game, 40 times in a game, you know? So, that's part of the concern. Is he coming back this week? I have no idea. I I I don't know. I'm, I'm happy we got clarity, but I don't know what I don't know where this is going.
0: What about uh moving north to the Minnesota, Justin Jefferson? I know he's a big uh you know a lot of people out there, fantasy and otherwise, are looking uh, to figure out what's wrong with him. I've heard now six weeks hamstring. What how serious is this?
6: So I I, I called this a 1.5 to two. And, and, and if you're like, well, there isn't a half a grade. Well, if you look at it under ultrasound, which is what I do all the time, sometimes they look worse than a one, but they don't look real, real bad, which is a two. So it's kind of a know, 1.5, whatever. Uh, grade twos, are, are they're not, they don't heal quickly. You're, it's more like six weeks than this, four weeks, and it can be closer to eight weeks. Now, the problem is, A, you really don't have a whole lot to play for. The cousins already basically said he's not getting traded and he's not going to waive his, his claws, which is fine. But now you're thinking, hey, almost like JSN did in his last year in college, how risky is it to suffer a further injury and potentially be a negative effect on my future contract situation?
0: Probably got a call.
6: Yeah, I get
0: what he's saying. You go ahead. You've already
6: proven that you're elite. There's no question about that, right? There's no question, hey, can he do it like the kids are unbelievable so now the question becomes can he if he comes back I'm assuming he's going to be the same player but he'll have increased risk of re-injury that's the nature of hamstrings is he coming back immediately at four weeks is he coming back closer to six or seven weeks and for fantasy how much do you have to give up to get him and how many games are you actually going to be able to use him because they Uh, still have a buy I believe too so it's like, that's part of the tricky part. And if you said, hey, they're, you know, two and seven. We're shutting him down for the year. Would I be surprised? Probably not. Cooper Cup was shut down last year. He could have came back.
1: It's like, why risk it? You have nothing to play for. And then they're already talking about your quarterback possibly getting traded. He might not even be there. Just a lot of factors that goes into it. Um, Doc, I got to ask you this too before you go. Um, people in the chat are asking, how serious is this Aaron Rodgers comeback? I saw you posted something uh, uh the other day when he like was throwing the ball around pregame, and at, you you might have said even yourself that this is crazy what he's doing, like like crazy like the way that we've never seen uh, with someone with an Achilles injury. Like, are you surprised to see him out here just throwing the ball around and put move around so freely right now after three was it three weeks of a surgery? He probably couldn't hear me there. I think he was trying to uh, move his mics around a little bit there, but yeah, I mean the Aaron Rodgers situation is crazy. If, if Doc can hop back on, i would love to hear his point on there. I know he sometimes has to hop off and and and, and get you know get going, but yeah, uh, I don't know if you saw he he
0: he posted a guy. He, so one of his partners, there he is right there. Um, there he is.
6: Yeah, yeah. There, there's a technical difficulty. I don't know what happened, but I couldn't hear you all.
1: No problem. Well, I was asking you about the the Aaron Rodgers man. I think you might have posted something uh, yeah. the, the other day, like when the video leaked of or not leaked. The video was out of him throwing the ball pregame, and I think even yeah. you were kind of surprised and shocked yeah. to see him out there. Like,
6: how wild is this right now?
1: I don't like he's moving around. He looked pretty good for an
6: Achilles surgery. Oh, he's looking, he he breaking he breaking barrier he breaking crazy. So uh, <laughs> I sent JB uh, a coach a um, a video from my partner yesterday um who who does a lot of these he does he does a ton of achilles he's a high level foot and ankle specialist in uh, at rothman and um he i wanted his thoughts on it because this is his niche this is exactly what it does and he was saying like in, i'll let him you know you can see the, tweet of, the video on my youtube or on the timeline but um in general a super for the- impressive yeah well,
0: you it. can talk, talk over him because i know i'm going to put up the video where he kind of shows what's going on with his right there yeah
6: so he's, he's talking about the speed bridge and the technique. He's talking about what, why he's able to do this faster. Basically, they, they sew the two ends together, and then they basically put a full suture, which is the kind of blue one around it, around it to take some of that stress off. Now, and eventually what he'll talk about is the dynamics of the different positions. So the fact that he doesn't have to be a running back, he doesn't have to be a wide receiver, he doesn't have to be explosive off the line like a D end. That's part of the problem. You know, all those guys rarely come back sooner because they can't they can't get back to that explosiveness repetitively. Rogers just needs to be able to move around. He's also talking about something called blood flow restriction or BFR, which is an old school Japanese um, rehab technique called katsu that helps to decrease the demand on the tissue while increasing the healing by basically putting a blood pressure cuff on it. Uh, and that allows to only put in say five pounds of stress, but you get twenty pounds of of, of healing. We'll call it. So it, it, it increases it. And and they're doing grass, and they're doing dry needling, they're doing you name it. He, if he if it's possible, he will be doing it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they put stem cells in there too, uh, either either then or, or in the future. But um, this recovery is bananas, like straight up. Uh, and, and, and part of the concern is that if he comes back, which is bananas in its own right. But I don't want players to make this expectation of normal. Like Cam Cam Akers. Hey, he came back in five months. We can do it. Like, no. Like, yes, just because he came back in five months. Look at his stats. He looked awful. Nice. He did not look good. Look where he's at now. Like, he did not look good. So, like, that's part of my concern is that, you know, we I want to see him come back. You know, the Jets what paid massive upset the other night. But first of all is it going to be relevant right that's the first question and second question is he's setting a bar that is way beyond anything realistic but that's okay that's that's good i like that um but this is a very perfect and unique situation right
2: right and i think
6: that's i think that's part of it but i love to see what he's doing and i want him to keep doing it the only thing i have a little concerns about is two things and and, and dr pereck talked about this one stretching that uh, new tendon too quickly which mm-hmm. will lose the laxity and and, and, and be detrimental and to retiring it gotcha. so th- those are the two problems they're both relatively low the the, the stretching is is more common than, than the repair but in general you know and, and, and but it, i think it's going to be you know super dope if if he can even sniff the possibility of returning in december or january that would be it'd insane be nuts it'd be nuts to see that jb
2: He's coming back.
0: I'm telling you, he is. Hey, Doc, let me ask you this before you get out of here. Brock Bowers on the college side. If I was an NFL agent and I and I signed Brock Bowers and I called Dr. Jesse Morris and I hire you to be my uh, thorough investigative doctor to go through my client, which happens because um, I get called by him all the time for former players of mine that in the draft. Do you tell that agent, keep Brock Bowers out? the rest of this season he's already possibly possibly could be the first goddamn overall pick he's so good he's probably the best player in football in my opinion in college football Can a would you would you suggest him sitting out and b what is tight rope surgery can you explain that to the fan base
6: actually just tweeted this before i came on like a half hour ago if you want to see a visual but uh so tight rope is a procedure that we specifically use for high ankle sprains, sometimes with fibula fractures as well in addition um, that, so the, the type, the, there's three types of ankle injuries. One is um, a, a classic lateral, a lateral ankle, not a big deal. Uh, then you have your medial ankle, which is super rare, really, really uncomfortable. That's what Michael Thomas did. Then you have the dreaded high ankle, which is not only the bottom, but also going up the shin, right? Mm. The problem with that is that's a thick ligament that holds those two bones together. And what happens is when you injure that ligament, it starts to come apart. And what happens is those two bones come down and enter the ankle joint. So they come down and ankle joint does not have a lot of play. It doesn't have a lot of wiggle room. So what happens is because that ligament is not strong, it will cause it to stretch. So that's why you'll see a lot of people that have high ankle, um, immediately they get put in a boot and they put in a walker or crutches or something, because if you put your foot down and put weight on it, it wants to stretch and it's really, really painful. Like even for a week or two after it can be really painful. Now, if it's a grade one, Uh, Usually, uh, not a big deal, not with high ankles. High ankles are awful. High ankles are very, very frustrating because they're what we call rotational injuries. So when you put your foot down and try to rotate or pivot or translate that energy to whatever side you're going to, you need that high ankle to be able to do that, that syndesmotic ligament. And the problem is you can't do that if it's not tight enough. So we just saw Eckler come back after what, a month or so, five weeks, whatever, four weeks. And he looked pretty good. We saw Saquon basically come after three-ish, almost four weeks. And he was struggling a little bit early on, and then he kind of broke a big one. But in general, these are very explosive uh, zapping. So they zap a lot of explosiveness, and that's part of the problem. So the, the good news, and we just saw this with Ryan Tannehill on Sunday in London, is that if you have a high ankle sprain and have it repaired, which he did last year, the odds of having needing another surgery are very, very, very low. And that's what we saw. They just announced this morning he did have a high ankle, but he's not going to require surgery because the hardware prevented it from re-injuring. Mm. Long-winded answer to say, I think Brock Bowers should probably sit out unless they're in national contention potential, which obviously is always a relevant topic. If it's not for that, prepare for the Combine.
0: What would you say to Eric Weddle and, and Erlacher and guys that have been on the show here yesterday? Eric said he would never have gotten surgery on a ankle of this significance because he goes, you know, my long career and and, and buddies of mine that played and got injuries for things like this, these tightrope type of things. He goes, it's kind of like opens you up for Pandora's box. It, it weakens certain things and now become I think you become more susceptible to getting another surgery, another surgery. He's like, I wouldn't do it unless I absolutely had to. On something like this, do you agree with Weddle on that, or um, so? Are you
6: saying this is new science, possibly? So there's, it really depends on the severity. If it's a grade two and you're aggressive, like what what happened with Tua at Alabama, remember they they ended up getting his ankle and then returning in like two weeks or something crazy. That, yeah. in my opinion, is crazy, super aggressive. If it's a, if it's grade two, you can rehab it. You ain't going to be good for about six months uh, at least. Um, and I agree with what with, with saying in that regard. If it's a grade three, unfortunately, you don't really have a choice. It's never going to heal. It just won't. It won't. It'll be what we call unstable. So regardless if you give it a month or six weeks or three months, it's, the ligaments are never going to be tight enough where you're going to be able to do all the cutting. Alvin Kamara in the past was, uh, was attributed to saying, it took me about six months to fully get back my explosiveness after my high ankle. Like these, these injuries suck. They're awful. They're really, really frustrating. And unfortunately, they're very common because a lot of guys, when they fall down, a player will push their heel with their toes mm. still planting. So when that happens, the heel goes yeah. down and then the ankle splits. That's that's basically how you do it. Uh, you can do it a weird way like Khalil Herbert a couple weeks ago when he had that fluky play that he kind of fell on his own. He suffered his own high ankle without touching him anyone, anyway. But um, – that's the tricky part uh, and we're starting to see maybe some new evidence some new data that w- really isn't published yet um that there may be a little bit of a correlation or causation i'm not sure what it is yet between having a tightrope procedure and and having uh, either a hamstring or a quad injury the year after two things so,
0: cmc <clears throat> uh it, it, you know he makes he makes pretty look pretty bad uh without his surrounding talent in my opinion <laughs> To become becomes a pretty average dude but that's how a lot of the league is is he six weeks i'm hearing is that a, a oblique a real thing i know it's a real yes. thing because i
6: know ribs are involved and cartilage is involved possibly so that's a good question so i haven't heard an update on this uh at least specifically but so when we saw cmc is that dude he's gonna play through pretty much whatever unless he can't um so he he suffered an oblique you can cite when he when he kind of twisted and then i think someone pushed him a little bit more than then he then he wanted to go when he was landing and then he, he kind of grabbed his like oblique or kind of lower rib and then all of a sudden he um he went back into the game after one play and then after that he was gone he left to the back and that's it so oblique strains are not common nfl injuries yes Jalen waddle and uh and um uh, puka had it this year but that's not those are not common the obliques, so there's the muscles that kind of go down your abdomen like this on each side, these are responsible for twisting. The problem is they attach to the ribs. Huh. So if you fracture your ribs or you have a rib cartilage injury where in between the, the ribs is the cartilage, which is where the nerves run. That's what David Montgomery has. Um, if you injure that and have an oblique injury on top of it or a grade three or grad, bad grade two, uh, every time you try to twist, that muscle is pulling on that rib or on the cartilage, so it's really painful. And and think about what CMC does. He's twisting. He's cutting. He's catching in crazy ranges of motion. He doesn't just have to do this. Right. You know. Um, so these take like if this is a grade two strain or, or or grade three tear, you're talking about four to six weeks. That's a normal timeline. And we've done one of these where a player flew in. We had to hit him with crazy high stem cells at the, inject, at the oblique site. Um, and then he took two to three weeks because PRP is not strong enough for that. Or you maybe have to do it three times and you still won't be strong enough for a month or so. So that's the tricky part. If there's a rib fracture, if there is rib cartilage, and then what the severity of the oblique is. When you add all these together and, and, and considering the player you're asking him to be, that's when you say, is it going to be two to three weeks? Is it going to be a little longer? Do you start looking at bi-week bi- when that plays a role? Man. And he's and, a running back, so he's going to be getting hit in that spot, too. So,
1: man.
0: Doc, are you impressed with Purdy's recovery
6: and, and, and where
0: he's at? Yeah. Surgery?
6: Yeah, I mean, um, we only had one example of, of that same surgery. That was Nick Mullins. Uh, the back, oh, he was he was also a backup at San Francisco. Now he, he, he was in uh, Minnesota. I think he just got injured. Uh, But he was a backup. So we really didn't have any good concept to say, hey, how did he do? What is his volume? How did he do throughout the season? Because he was a backup. He's been incredible. Like you would never even know he injured himself. Um, The doctor who did that was Dr. Keith Meister. He's like the Texas Rangers doctor usually. That's likely who Anthony Richardson is having his surgery through. Mm. And that's also who Dak consulted a couple years ago. Remember he had that that lat uh, uh, injury a couple years ago. That's likely... (laughs) <laughs> that's likely what um the same doctor so he does a lot of he does a lot of baseball work but he also does a lot of NFL stuff super last thing is jimmy g okay he went
1: to the hospital after the game i don't know how serious that was
6: yeah so um there was some rumblings that he may have went to see if he had a lacerated kidney or, or, or organ as we know from colorado that's a big deal um i think he came back or was coming back but uh you yeah, know it, it sounds like he got lucky but but uh, obviously that's kind of a view so obviously you need your back to really be anything more than anything so I wouldn't be surprised if he misses this week just because it's only been a couple of days uh, but I think he got lucky uh, at least in in, 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 the, in the sense of fractures or in the sense of um uh, lacerated organs or anything like that if he has that then obviously he has to miss about a month so
0: Hey Doc, how about the guy that I would pick right now to build a franchise around? Uh, Sunshine, Trevor Lawrence. How how's he?
2: He's uh, he
6: tweaked his knee, but he he'll be all right. He'll be all right. Just give him a. Oh, Please, pre- right. yeah, yeah, that's the problem. The short week is going to be country, uh, you know kind of productive.
0: Got you, man. Doc, as always. Hey, the doctor that I we just were just
6: showing Aaron Rodgers is He out here in LA? The one that no, no, he's in uh, Philly.
0: Oh, he's in Philly. Okay.
6: Yeah, he's in Philly. He do, He does. Uh, he's at Philly and Jersey. They they have a couple offices. I got you. Yeah,
0: man. Always love, man. Appreciate you and uh, have a good week. And let me know if you need anything. I'll, I'll see you next week.
6: Sounds good. Appreciate Take care, guys.
0: Uh, stay Appreciate clean.
2: <laughs>
0: always clean, pimped out. Uh,
1: ladies love me. Everybody, leave that man alone, man. Leave that man alone, man. Hey, he has a lot of knowledge. And uh, hey, man, I love I love the doc talk. Tuesdays, JB. Always gotta love it. Hey, what'd you uh what'd you ask? I just saw the chat. What'd you ask? The Trevor Lawrence question. We had a whole discussion about Trevor Lawrence. That was like the first question I asked. He went through the whole thing. He said he kind of got lucky. It wasn't that serious. He might sit out this week because they just played and they got a Thursday night game. And then you came back with your 70s baby ass. And say, hey, what about Trevor Lawrence? That boy guy, you got you you got that you got that ETC, that I
0: D E. I don't know what it is, baby Yeah, you know what? I I uh I was doing so many other things, always working, you know, to to oh. you know, carry the show. And I was okay. like, fuck, I gotta do this other thing. But I'm glad I'm glad, you know, it's a real show on planet Earth. You know what I'm saying? If I if I'm gonna fuck something up, hey, you know, <laughs> it's what it is. I'm worried about, you know, TikTok ban me and fucking, you know, it's all it is what it is. I don't even know what I did. I didn't even cuss. Sure um you know. Yeah, welcome D. Jones. I did that for D. Jones, by the way, because he was late. He was late getting here. Uh,
1: okay. I didn't know you cared about D. Jones that much, man. That's that's really nice of you.
0: Hey, you know that certain people can do certain certain shit on social media, yeah. and it blows up seemingly overnight, like this shit right you. here. Fourth down and goal. Like what? That shit blew up. Steve Kim posted that shit, and everyone called Steve Kim racist. He racist. R A C I C racist. He. <laughs> Steve Kim posted, I got this, we got to have this for Steve Kim. Steve Kim said, that's Crouching Tiger. <laughs> Steve, Steve, Kim can, try- Steve can say that, you know. I know he can. Uh, I can't say that. You, uh, you can't can, man, because you're, you're already racist to the community. Uh, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think, you, I think you can, though. I don't think I could say anything.
1: You can't, yeah, you can't say
0: shit. Your nah, history fucked up everything. You get away with a lot more than me.
1: Yeah, because people feel sorry for me. You know what I mean? But you can't say shit. You a white man. Not even a white woman. You a, a white, white man. man. You got everything. Mid-90s,
0: actually. I, how is that?
1: You were born in the mid-90s. <laughs> no, I was, I was, no, listen. 94 still makes me a 90s baby. Once you get to five, Now you're 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 midnight. You're past that hump. You know what I'm saying? Like in math, when you do the when you do the the average, the median, all that shit, that's the rules. If it's over the five, you round up. If it's under five, you round down. So I'm a 90s baby still.
0: Yeah. Uh, big Matt's going to join us here in a minute, but former colleague of yours Ah, hit the news. Um, he talked about it too. He like joked about
1: that it online, shit. man. I love it said, oh shit. Cause I already knew what it was, man. They did they did Unk Bad. Him and a uh, Chad Johnson, you know, they got a podcast they do at nighttime, whatever. He joked about it. he said he was a, a new makeup artist, the first time doing his makeup, and she just you know, he had darcy hey, and brothers keep like, it real.
0: Hey, Unc is doing a lot, ain't
1: he? Yeah, I mean he got yeah, he got the first take, which he's not always there in person because I think he's moving around so much. He got Club Shay Shay, which is like a usually like a, a once-a-week type of cadence, I think. And then he got the, the podcast with uh Chad Ocho Single or Chad Johnson that's on the volume. So he just he just hustling and making money in different pockets. You know what I mean? Kind of remind me of myself. I got the JB show, I got the porch, I, I go I, Fox, me and Matt might do some business together, 6-0 Academy. Like we got a lot of shit going on, man. What's going on, Matt? Morning. <laughs>
0: Good morning. Like I just delete I'm delete him out of the show. So this is uh, me and Matt um, today. <laughs> you you um, racist, baby,
1: you racist.
0: <laughs> I'm racist, R-A-C-I-C, racist. Uh, we, had a lot of, we had Dr. Morseau and Big Matt. We had a lot to discuss about all the injuries going on. Um, CMC, he said, could be a six-week injury or longer. Oblique, rib cartilage out of place. Very, very uh, fucked up injury because of all the movement that he makes. And then he broke down Aaron Rodgers. He believes Aaron Rodgers will be back this year. Unprecedented um, happenings going on with Aaron Rodgers. Um, wow. It's unbelievable that the technology, The so, I, I think it's more one's will with Aaron Rodgers than it is technology. And Hiawaska, the Black Room, the Retreat, um, mm-hmm. you know, Weed.
1: Taco Bell. You
0: know, Ready Rock, Hash Hash, whatever you want to call it. Um <laughs> You know, it is what it is. Uh, shit, but I mean, pretty impressive, Big Matt, that he was out, you know, actually out there throwing. And
4: uh, uh, okay, hey, look, the reason there's more injuries, and I've really put a lot of thought into this. I know, crazy, right? But <clears throat> I think the reason there's more injuries is because more players are more apt to speak up about being hurt now, because you can't just cut me for having a, a bad ankle. And then just put it on the waiver as injury waived. Now I can go but to social media. yourself,
0: Matt, because tell people
4: you could before when you played. Well, yeah, well, they can still do it. They still injury wave guys. But now it's, <clears throat> there's now a moral compass. And the moral compass is social media. So I have a voice just like the Denver Broncos do or the Dolphins or the Jets. And like, for example, when I was with the Dolphins, I got rolled up on in a game really bad tore up my knee and then went. Wednesday or Tuesday. Yeah. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, practiced all week with a brace on and it was terrible. It was miserable. I couldn't move Uh getting shot up doing all that because I didn't want to get cut. I'm a league minimum guy. So, and they still, at the end of the week injury waved me and I went home. Now these days, if that would have happened, I have a voice and I can voice my displeasure with that and how shady it is. And they probably wouldn't do it. They probably put me on IR and I'd sit there the rest of the year and come back the next year because it's a bad visual. And regardless of what the NFL says, they are all about their own visual and keeping that at a high standard. So I think that the players now understand that. And they know that if they've got a little bit of a ding, that they can just sit out a week or two and be healthy rather than turn it into a seasoning ending injury, trying to be tough and prove to some coach that doesn't even like them. And some team that says that they're family, but it's really just franchise that isn't going to do anything for them when they're done, because you know we don't have lifetime health care, and you know it's our union is super weak. I mean, unbelievably weak. And you know, Demore Smith is a he's a puppet for Goodell, and Goodell's a puppet for the owners, and the owners love the structure that they're under. So. Again, this is another thing that the players need to collectively bargain. And they did this. The players did this. They collectively bargained this deal so they can't bitch too much. But I'm an ex-player and I didn't have anything to do with it so I can bitch as much as I want. And I I don't know. I think the NFL, it has a little bit of a toughness problem, but that also means that they're smarter. So I'm kind of torn on this, man. I mean, I, I as a guy who played through a bunch of injuries and played through a broken leg and double torn growings and dislocated elbows and all this other bullshit. Should I have probably taken a week off? Yeah, probably. (laughs) But back in my day, there wasn't no, there wasn't any take weeks off shit. Like you were either playing or you're getting cut and there's no way to tell everybody what's actually going on. So, The players have more power than they ever have, and they're using it. And that means that more guys are going to miss more games and injuries are going to be up. But let's also not forget that we're still playing on synthetic turf that doesn't give. And you slip constantly. And, you know, on top of slipping, you're also your body's giving, not the ground. I think that the players should negotiate that everything's played on grass. And if the franchises, let me just be blunt here. If the goddamn fucking franchise can't figure out how to grow grass, you don't get a football team anymore. You 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 have to move, your fucked up town or your your you know whoever's growing your grass. Um, you, you don't get you don't get a team anymore. Yeah, we'll we're starting to, to show off. We've already suggested that we have an entire field made out of weed and we play on it. Damn. So. That'd be crazy. I'm going to get tackled and light up real quick. Just, just get tackled and just grab a bunch, put it in your pocket, and walk off the field. <laughs> hey, Ola won't be chewing dip. They be chewing weed. Dog, motherfucking- you, first, first of all, you two team fucking drunks don't know shit about stuff. Don't eat Yeah,
0: let's get humped. Let's get drunk in this motherfucker. I want to see more fighting.
2: I want to see this shit more.
4: So, so how would you feel about this? And I love this idea. A penalty box in football. I know you've been saying that. Um, I've been saying, I'm going to keep saying it too until someone listens. Um, I don't know.
0: I mean. You just said you wanted
4: fighting, you fuck. Pick one. Well, I know, but I'm trying to figure out what penalty box thing about like. One minute, one minute major or 10. You miss 10 plays. So if the guard and the middle linebacker get in a fight, we'd walk to the 50, we take up our helmets. We glove the fuck up. Whoever goes on the ground first loses. We shake hands, spit blood, walk off the field, 10 plays down, 10 plays down, then we get to go back in the game. That's a great fucking idea.
1: Uh 10 plays. But it's hockey. But, We're not hockey players. And then imagine, like, like
4: you said, it's your starting yeah, center or your starting quarterback, quarterback or some shit like that. Like, That's that could fuck the famous. whole game up. Well, hold on. Last year in the playoffs, didn't we watch Josh Allen try and fucking mix it up with Christian Watkins? He, he yeah. tried. He like, jumped over him and, like, tried to throw some fucking quarterback punches, which are like, ah, ah. That's how quarterbacks fight. You motherfucker. That's how you fight. Matt,
1: show me again how they fight.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I was so
0: nasty. I was so different. Hey, he he, me, hey,
1: give me he swearing this was the most gangster quarterback of all time. Like, you weren't throwing hands
4: like that. I Your lineman you protects you, ball. Jamie. Keep it real. Keep it gangster. I bet you yeah, the pile like grabbing nuts and squeezing them. Twisting. I did it all. I did everything. I did everything. JB, oh. like, he
1: just walked around with a cut-off sleeve jean, fucking vest, fucking slick bat with a fucking toothpick in his mouth, just beating everybody ass, slamming hands in lockers and shit. Yeah, like you wouldn't beat people ass like that, JB. You wouldn't hey, nice job. I know we're
0: gonna get into some pass rushers here. Um, I know we're going to get into that, but I got to ask you, Trent Williams came and saved the day and, 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 and Gardner came, and hey, called, we're out, uh, Debo. called out Debo. He said, Debo, you were basically a bitch without Trent Williams coming to your uh, save to save you. Um And then Debo posted a little picture of like, don't make me go back in time and your ass getting slapped up in new Orleans. And where are you at with that? Trent has seemed to always, it, 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 I love it. We don't see it enough. Um where am I at? I know you've been yeah. critical of Colorado's university of, of guys coming to people's defense. Like, where are you at, Lyman? Where are you at? Let's yeah. go. Fuck it. Let's start something up. Where are you at with Trent defending Debo? And then where are you at with Debo going after Gardner Johnson, who said basically, you need Trent to fight?
4: You do. But they have him too. So when you've got a big brother who's better than everybody else and everyone's scared of, you don't leave him in the fucking basement. You bring him out. And if you watch the video, everybody's all about trying to get down until 71 enters the fucking room. It's like a mosh pit. It's like a mosh pit. Okay. I go in a mosh pit and it dies. I haven't been in one in a long time, but now I want to go just to see if I have the Trent Williams effect. You know what I'm saying? Like the Trent Williams effect is very simple. When shit goes down and you walk in and shit stops, you have Trent Williams affected the room. And there's very few people that can do that. Um, and he's definitely fucking one of them. And he's not only one of them, he's doing that in an NFL atmosphere and pads on the field. He's not at a club or some shit. He's not just in some corporate arena. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. the, the the ability to intimidate with presence is something that uh, is rare, but I know you felt it, D, because there's you're surrounded by fucking tight-ass white people who are scared of everything, guaranteed. And I know you felt it, Coach, because... <laughs> You scare everyone. Fuck. So. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> so, look, I think Trent Williams. I think. The, <laughs> Fuck you, <did> me. <laughs> Dude, you can't throw that fucking picture up there when I'm trying to make a point, okay? Look, Trent Williams is the biggest bully in the NFL. Everybody's scared of him, and they should be. He's a fucking monster. I mean, come on, dude. It, it's. You would expect the turds to back down when he walks in the room. It's it's real, and Cleveland just doesn't have anybody like that. You know who should have been over in Trent's face? Miles Garrett. So I'm about
1: Miles, to say. Now, no, now that's a battle. Now, that's, that's a good ass fight. Yeah, and and Miles, Miles Garrett was I saw a yeah. clip. Miles Garrett threw Trent Williams. I said, "Oh shit." Oh, yeah,
4: see, that's the thing is during the game, Miles was taking it to Trent during the game, and all that hype before it. Who McCaffrey got hurt, Debo got hurt, and Trent got hurt. All three of them got hurt and had to go out of the game. And I'm not saying they got hurt because of Cleveland, but they did get hurt playing Cleveland. So eh, I don't know, man. I, the, all the all the telephone tough guy shit before the game—that's cool. But I'm I'm more of a, like, I don't need the camera on to take you around the corner and fuck you up. So I, I'm more of a just fight and get it over with type. And then everybody can just tell stories about it. Everything just has to be on camera these days. And I mean, that's cool. At least we get to see it.
0: Hey, before we get into your wheelhouse and talk past rushes, I got to stay in mind real quick with the QB. Stuff. I thought I I've, been, I've been talking about quarterbacks on the decline for a long time. I got people now starting to buy into it. Big time people on social media posting my shit, basically saying I've been right. But I'm, I'm not awesome. going to boast. Pat myself on the back or nothing right now. Um, my back kind of hurts, though. So, um, I want to give you a stat real quick. All right, I'm going to give you a stat real quick. <laughs> Since 2020, I just, just want to give you, this is red zone efficiency on offense in the NFL, okay? 2020, it was 50.4% efficient, 3.2 yards per play inside the 20-yard line. 2021, it was 47.5, dropped to almost 3%. 2022, it dropped another percent point to 46.5. Right now, 2023, as of yesterday's game, we are at 45% efficiency rate at 2.8 yards per play. Um, that is a direct correlation of bad quarterback play. Let's just keep it real. It ain't nothing else. It ain't nothing else. I want to. I want to be. I want to be honest. I want to be. I want to get your take on this though. Is it though? I want to. I want to. I want to kind of go contrary to belief. Am Am I correct when saying that, or is Matt gonna just? Is Matt going to fight me and say, Wait up, O line plays as bad as we've ever seen it? Too so there's a debate that real football heads haven't brought up. You and I can debate this real quick because O line play, you and I have discussed it for two different reasons. Number one, D linemen come in, pin their ears back, go rush the passer, they're in wide nines. We broke it down, and then you got offensive linemen who in college we can argue are. Fucking 30 new O linemen every semester at a new school, new philosophy, new weight plan, new O line coach, new everything. And we don't really realize the different, the the effect it has getting into the NFL. Um, And then you get a rookie guy on an island having to fucking go against Miles Garrett. Good luck. So where are you at in, in this? Is it quarterback play, which I think it is, along with O line play? And is it the fact that quarterbacks just don't fucking know anything anymore because everything is in the ear? It's carded or wristband. We don't really call the play. And in that play call, Matt, I know I'm long-winded. In that play call, Matt, the most fucking important thing in the call is the O-line protection. Where the yeah. mic is. The rip, the lens the slide, the rain, the lightning, the fucking mic ID. Point one plus, plus
1: minus one. Rotation. Tackle. The Robert, the Lucy, the the, the Larry, the, the, the Richard, the fucking whatever the R&L is.
4: Look at the defensive guy talking shit. Just play your B-gap. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> all right, look. <laughs> this is a three-prong problem, all right? Number one, let me ask you a question, coach, and I really hope you answer this correctly because if you don't, that's going to suck. The
0: whole show's going to be fucked.
4: Yeah, fuck. Fuck, turn it off. It's either the best show or the fucking last show. So who's responsible for the quarterback's protections, coach?
0: Who's responsible for the Who's quarterback's protection?
4: The quarterback's personal protection. Who's responsible for his protection? The quarterback, right? The, yes. Myself, myself. I, I, told, I,
0: yeah, I didn't have a great O line in college. Guess what? I got sacked three times
4: in three years. I got rid of the fucking ball. Yeah, there's there's number one. So, do you know what you're doing? Do you know what you're looking at? Can you identify what's happening? And do you have the fucking cajones to walk up and stop everything? And change everything, and can you do that? And also, is the coach giving you enough time on the play clock to do it? Because a lot of these assholes can't get plays in. That's number one. Number two, the offensive line and the quarterback have gotta be like, there's gotta be some fucking synergy here, bro. And there's none. I, I don't know if they go to dinner together. I don't know if they know each other. Yeah, I don't know you said know.
0: this yesterday.
4: Yeah. I don't know if they're in meetings together. I don't know if there's really fear from the offensive line to allow the quarterback to get hit. Hey, we got to cut was... this. We got to cut this clip because I, I just did it. Some of these offensive linemen like the Jets or the Giants offensive line, they must hate Daniel Dimes because he got sacked 18 fucking times in two games. And then Tyrod Taylor went in and he looked as he looked as remedial as Dana Jones did. Bad. Like he couldn't even get plays off on the fucking one-yard line. Twice. So that that's the first thing is the obviously the quarterback is responsible for his own protection from a mental standpoint because he's got to get the guys right. The center and the uncovered offensive linemen are the next problem. I don't I don't watch centers, especially like Cushenberry and Denver, or, you know, I watch some guys, and I'm gonna kind of toot my own horn here, but watching Connor McGovern lead the offensive line for the Jets, that's what a, an offensive line is supposed to look like. Watching Ryan Jensen lead the offensive line for the Buccaneers, that's what an offensive line is supposed to look like. When when Austin Slotman was in for Minnesota and you see him out there pointing and, like, communicating, you can't hear it, but you can tell that he's articulating and communicating, I don't watch a lot of guys do that. I watch the 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 protection be already preset by the coach on on the sideline and if you want to preset protections then you must know the fucking future because they can move and stem and do whatever they want so a lot of defenses are now baiting offensive systems into past protection looks that they're not used to doing and and there's a lot of vanilla shit going on too where i'm going to try and i'm going to try and articulate this so everybody can understand there's two main protections. There's 60 scat and 70 Archie or Ace, okay? 60 and 70 is the route I wanna go. If you're in 60 protection, it's four down plus the mic. The mic is the most dangerous second level defender. That is not the middle of the defense. The middle of the defense is not the most dangerous guy. The one who's stacked, depending on the formation that's out there is the most dangerous guy.
2: All right, talk about that
4: real quick. We'll yes, yeah, yeah, so do, do an 11 three by one uh x iso don't go two by two go three by one so they have to displace. and then they have and they keep it in a base or a nickel and walk the will or the nickel over and stack them with a safety too high and then we've got four for three on the three by side and you've got to push the uncovered offensive lineman whoever that is it's most likely the left guard he doesn't have a hand down to him in an overfront. They're all going to push right Roger, and it leaves the left tackle isolated one-on-one with the backside beads gap, what's called the squeeze now gap. We're
0: talking four-man slide. We got
2: to go here, here, right Here,
4: here, go. here, and then it, it rock iso the backside guy. Yes. Perfect. Now, what I think line should be doing, rather than just consistently giving them this vanilla 60 look over and over and over and over and over again, which is literally what Sean Payton and the Broncos do every goddamn play. No one ever just throws in 70 protection where you point the same guy. So 70, we would walk up (laughs) and point the nickel the same way. (coughs) Excuse me. You'll walk up and point the nickel or whoever is stacked over here by coach the same way, but we're going to go the opposite direction. So now we're helping the backside left tackle on a backside slide to pick up a five technique who thinks he's one-on-one. Or if you run an under front consistently and you've got a five and a three backside and they're always one on one and always winning. Well, why don't we go 70 pro and switch to protection, but not switch the mic point? Because we don't want to give the linebackers any, any, any indicator that we're switching shit.
1: I see what you're saying. Exactly.
4: So if we always point the same cat, yeah, there you go. If we yeah. always point the same fucking guy, they think we're always sliding to the same. You got to, you gotta
1: confuse them so so they have no yeah. idea who you're yeah. what you're
4: doing, who you're That's got you, gotcha. Like, I played defensive line for a long time, and I think the most disrespectful thing, period, which is why I do it to defensive linemen now, being an ex-defensive lineman, is to insult their intelligence. Yeah, because they are one gap players. And all just good. what did I say to, to D. Just get your gap. Yes, get a B big gap, right? Right. So if you, if you real,
2: quick, we'll look go over it real quick, for the you look common
0: fan, real quick, I gotta share. Yeah. Bam. Yes. All right, let's do it. Oh um, ah, shit! Here we go, Matt. All right, so we're gonna talk protection. We got a four down. Um, actually, it's a bear. Um, so let's talk about this real quick to the common fan. Uh, let's see. So we got a walk up. We got a walk up. We got a two gap. Nay nose we got a b and a c and here we go these are their this is a bare front this is their gap responsibilities yep. matt i got a whole new system now so i got arrows and blocking scheme i could do I it all for you oh. all
4: fucking, this must be awesome on Pornhub. yeah <laughs> <at the> party <laughs> he that um
0: that's a bare front let me get a front so we can no start. no no leave, no oh fuck. <laughs>
4: What I like this, I like this front. Do they bring both the fucking linebackers too? All right, let's watch it then. I doubt okay. it. stop. Oh god, the center got cooked. <laughs> Damn. Ooh. You might want a fucking whole call there, bro. But see, this is my other thing is why is the fucking center stepping left on a zero nose that is Dexter Lawrence? That's sexy Dexy, bro. <laughs> that motherfucker's got hips. He's told everybody. You should know. I mean, come on, you can't jump left when you're in a 5-0 one-on-one. And look, so if you can't block this look, which obviously San Francisco couldn't, you have to go terrier or tally, which is a full-man slide right or left, R or L. And the back, because they got two backs right here. They're 21, all right? So they're 21, two-by-one, and then I'm sure Debo is X-ISO'd on the left side. If Juszczyk is going to go out and Kittle's going to go out, then McCaffrey has to be the dual replayer. And it, it shouldn't be this fucking hard. Everyone's 5-0, and McCaffrey or check can do what's called firm, and they can help whichever offensive lineman loses, which would be the center here, so you can't step up. Personally, I think as an interior player, that face pressure is more detrimental to a quarterback than side pressure. He's used to getting hit from the side from elite pass rushers and kind of just like being put in bed. But when you're 330 and you run through somebody's chest in the, in the, in the pocket and he's taught to step up, that's where quarterbacks get hurt so that's what i mean that's a that's a really hard play right there and you have to attest it to the three and the nose i mean they pinch the pocket so hard that he can't complete the ball so
0: now here's uh, the new angle Matt this is from the other side of the ball but the same play
4: you got both all 22s
0: i got everything sir
1: <laughs> that's how we do it on the coach jb show big spin we try we try to let the haters know that
4: i i i, I thought i knew i didn't know <laughs> Now I do know, though. So he the- said, "My fault. I, talk- I
1: apologize."
0: I can talk about this to the novice fan, real fast. Why would you force yourself into being twenty-one personnel if you're going to automatic base check me into bear? Well, if you're going to auto check there? my two-back system into bear, which I would do as a DC, if I get twenty-one, I'm auto check bear. Fuck you. Throw Every- the ball. Yeah. Now, here's the issue. Then motion. Get into eleven here from the snap because I'm going. If you're throwing the ball anyway, Matt. Fuck you! I'm gonna dictate the front. If you're gonna give me bear, then I'm gonna get into eleven and show show me you're gonna go zero, bitch. Do you think
4: this is gonna be a check? Do you think this is a check? Like, do you think that Purdy actually had a predetermined path? Because use check and Kittle and McCaffrey are just taking off. It looks like a screen right to me to McCaffrey, and Purdy just takes the shot to Samuel.
0: Yeah, I think it's a gift on the backside because there's no free there's free access. There's no alley player
4: but there's no lineman running either. So it could have just been like a window dressing. Yeah. Look, man, the the five Oh bear front is a way to control the line of scrimmage without committing your linebackers, which is a good thing. But at the same time though, if, if you can run against the five Oh, then once you break the line of scrimmage, you've got 12 yard game most of the time. So I would just run the ball at them and see what happens. Yeah. Um, I good shit. Goddamn, that's some cool. That's that's some good shit. We learned something on the show here, folks. Yeah, yeah, we
0: got some good shit going on here. Um, a lot of the Bye. 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 casuals we call them, Matt. He, they won't they won't understand it. They'll leave the show because they're like, oh fuck, what is the three technique? Um, but re- real quick, Matt, I gotta ask you. I'm gonna talk QB before we talk pass rushes. Before you get out of here, I got about six minutes, and then uh, Steve's coming on. I
2: gotta You're talk about it.
0: this, man. I gotta get your take on this. This is why I'm critical of quarterback number one. There is no – this isn't in our job description. This is why I'm critical of Shador at times and of some quarterbacks out there in the country. And this one this one right here I'm most critical of. He's the Heisman Trophy winner. What do you take from this right here? Two of them changes. All of a sudden, the whole thing can flip. You know, the whole thing can flip. I'm it is kidding. such a game of momentum. And so, yeah, yeah there's – the fuck, Bailey! Oh, so we
6: got to do. You know, now we just got to put the put the all work in right, go do it. And the That's most on important me. thing for our yeah. locker That's room right
0: Bailey. now is what do you be take from this? Uh, movies, and
2: we've got to-
0: Lincoln is. I'm gonna shut Lincoln off so I don't get copyrighted. Lincoln's talking to the team. This guy right here, he may be getting a fucking manicure at the same time. I don't know, but what do you take from this? And his body language. Body language to me as a quarterback is number one. I don't give a fuck what you say to me ever. I want to know your body language. He's clearly like, holy fuck! Why am I here? We just lost to Notre Dame and blah blah blah. This is a team meeting. Lincoln Riley's actually talking to the team, Matt. That we didn't end up in the conference championship game one time, and we did. And in that one game, we were one. Whoever leaked that is a bitch, number one. Whoever well, leaked yeah, it is a
4: bitch. You can't put that out, and especially because an <laughs> SC person put that out. So, but at the same, I don't really. I'm not gonna like sit here and bag on the kid he's he just lost a game where he got chopped up and they they like booked him and when you get booked as a quarterback you're fucked you better you better go and acclimate because once they get a book on you bro it is it is hard sell so it looked like Notre Dame kind of figured out sc and they beat the shit out of them all over the field it wasn't just Caleb Williams I mean they just absolutely manhandled sc so Look, it seems to me like he's sitting there going, I probably just lost back-to-back Heismans, and it's probably a lot of shit piling on him at once. You know, like, I'm off the Heisman Mountain. I, you know, am I still the number one pick in people's eyes? Do I want to go to the league? Do I want to stay at SC? Like, this is why having an agent is so important for these young kids, or at least a football consigliere. Like, like I'm no, I'm no agent, but I am definitely a football consigulary to suit a super amount of kids, like a a thousand of them who are always calling me and asking me and their parents are always asking advice. And what do I do? Should I leave and go to the NFL? Should I stay? Should, should I sign with this guy? Should I train with this guy? Where should I go? What should I do? They're looking for advice from people with experience. And I'm not saying Caleb has that. I'm not saying he doesn't, but uh, just like you need another voice as a father like, I need another voice for my sons, right? So that they're with my mother this weekend or this week on fall break, and then they hang out with their uncle all week, who's an MMA fighter and a trainer and just an overall bad motherfucker. He's a McChesney. So they get to go hang out with Uncle Z for three days and, like, box and fight and roll and hear somebody else's voice. It's important. Well, that, that plays here, too. It plays with Caleb Williams, too. You can't just hear Lincoln Riley all the time and expect that to just be the only voice that is, you know, being absorbed. So I hope that he has somebody else he can ricochet stuff off of and be like, look, I may not agree with coach all the time on this or that, because I want my quarterback to be a leader, not a yes man. We have a yes man in Denver at the quarterback position, and there is no leadership whatsoever, and it's just a big clown show. I need somebody that's going to challenge the head coach and challenge authority and not just sit there and eat shit and say yes, sir, just because they like their job. If you are comfortable, it is not going to be very comfortable for you very long. So just remember that. I think, I think Caleb and USC got really comfortable. They don't think anybody can run with their offense. So they don't need to play good defense. And they gave up 48 and they've been trying to do this for weeks, guys. They tried to lose to Arizona. They tried to lose to Colorado and they, they just got caught by Notre Dame who is a really good team who had lost two in a row. Like they, they had dropped or no, they lost two or three. They beat Duke, I guess, but They went to to Louisville and coach Brom and they put it on them, you know, and then the Ohio state lost. That was a heartbreaker losing on the last play. And and
1: barely beat Duke to Duke was close game too. So yeah. Yeah, Let's
0: go through our pass rushers. I'm going to give you mine and I want you to just shit on me or whatever you want to do. All right. I'm going to give you my top 10. I'm going to give you my top
4: 10. This morning, coach. Good talk though.
0: Can we do top five or you want to do top 10?
4: Whatever, bro. I can do this all day.
0: All right, let's do top five. I'm going to give you my top five. If JB was a GM and what pass rusher he would pick first oh, overall right now to start his franchise, I'm taking my main man, Max Crosby, period. I, I, I
4: knew it.
0: The reason I'm saying I'm taking Max is because of one simple thing. He's yet to miss one football game. in his never career. A game. He's never missed a game. He's available, and he will fight through it. I don't know if you guys remember that he was drafted as unrestricted, he got into the uh, preseason game with the Raiders. Gruden was the head coach. In his first game, he dislocates his shoulder, and he everyone's like, oh, shit, come out. And he went back in the game. He's like, nah, I'm going to get cut. and
4: I'm, I'm not coming out.
0: <laughs> that is what set the tone, in my opinion, for him. So if I'm picking a pass rusher right now, I'm picking him as number one. Um, but I'm going to give you five. Number two, I'd go with Miles Garrett. I think he's just a freak of nature. He's probably the most gifted pass rusher we've seen uh, this in this generation. I think he's one of the greatest uh, body types, freaks of nature. I mean, he's 360, windmill, and dunks. He's a fucking karate guy. I mean, this guy can do it all. I think he's a freak. I'm going to go number three for me right now. I'm going to roll with Trey Hendrickson, bro. He's a stud, dude. Two white boys. I gotta go with two white boys because we're very, very under, uh, under regarded and, and here in here, and makes me. I'm gonna go with white boys on this. I'm gonna Glad go. To play D line. We ain't racist, fucking jerks. And you know what? Everyone's gonna ask me about Bosa and TJ Watt.
4: Uh, they, they need to be on the list, and so does Michael. <laughs> right? You're like, well, I don't know what you're about to say next, but and Michael I've uh, yeah, two the weeks list. in a row.
0: Besides one sack yesterday, two weeks in a row, get kind of handled that up front. Um,
4: do you put Von Miller in there for you, or is he too hurt and old? Or I'm do Miller, you put, if talking historically, then Von Miller absolutely is a top five. Passer. Yeah, historically, I'm, well, right, right now, that's on, just on, right right now. Give me your five. Right now, give me if your if five. I'm talking right now. Okay, if I'm talking right now, it, and look in order, I guess five to one, I would go uh, T.J. Watt, Bosa, or okay, okay, hold on.
2: Aren't they kind of hurt a lot though,
4: man? Yeah, but again, football's violent and people get hurt. It's they always come back and do it again. It is what it is. Uh, T.J., I would go Watt, Bosa. Fuck! I have to do six. I would do yeah, one. Yeah, I like Cameron Jordan, <laughs> bro. I have to do six. I do rock Bosa, Garrett, Parsons, and Crosby. Ooh. And then and and that's only five, right? Yeah. Who oh, am I I, so.
0: I like I like you know I like that don't get credit, Cameron Jordan.
4: He's a fucking stud too. and Trey Hendricks is a stud and and Hutchinson, Hutch is good. Hutchinson is a fucking animal. Lael Campbell just got his hundredth career sex Shout out to the Leas. pride of Denver, Colorado. By the way, went to Molin High School. Calais Campbell, that's a bad motherfucker. Great dude too. Great human he's being. Unbelievable dude. And and look, like Aaron, we're not even talking about Aaron Donald, and he's like he's still the most elite player at his position. Fletcher, I'm Kyle. just talking
0: he's past rushes outside, but yeah, I get. I know just, be
4: outside necessarily. But see, this is my thing with defensive linemen. The reason I love Max Crosby so much is because he puts everything together. He is a dominant run stuffer. He is a dominant effort player. And he is a dominant pass rusher that shows up at the biggest moments. I know Michael Parsons only had one sack in two weeks. But the one sack came in crunch time where he ran through two motherfuckers and put Herbert in the dirt. Which directly reflected into the next play where Gilmore got the pick because Herbert had happy feet because he's got crushed. So, and, it, and guess it, what? He, he also missed
0: wide open touchdowns because he's overrated as shit. So, let me ask you this. Let me go. You know, can, can I,
1: can I, I get start. my fucking listeners or just fuck Smitty? Fuck Smitty, huh? The guy Not who I played D line and
2: played three
0: seconds. I got this plan for you. I got, I'm going to let you sell us off in the sunset. Oh, Bitch, I got to ask you this question because I know you're leaving here soon.
4: Is Khalil Mack not playing better than anyone right now, though? He is. That's why I brought his name up. I mean, he's old and he's balling, but I mean, six sacks in one game is going to make you look like Superman. It very rarely happens, but I'm, I'm glad it happened because he – look, everybody seems to have a guy. Everybody's got a guy that can go get it. Buffalo's got like six guys that can go get it. I don't think it used to be like That's this. Not- I- at the same time, I think offenses used to force defensive linemen to play the run in order to earn the right to rush the passer. And now you just go out and rush the passer because they have guys that are there to play the run, if that makes sense. Yeah. So whereas back in the day you would you have Bruce Smith has to play every down, and he's a complete defensive lineman. Where now you've got Three technique or five techniques in college that are moved to three technique in in, in the NFL and three techniques that are moved to one technique and one technique are moved to guard and center. And I only know that because it happened to me. And, and a lot of outside linebackers don't like putting their hand on the ground and getting in the dirt. And now they're a defensive end and they don't want to play the run. And you get circumstances where you have like in Denver, you got Browning and Nick Benito, who are great pass rushers who can go get it. But if you run the ball at them and put them in a seven technique, your edge is flattened. It's not creased. It is gone. Like, you're, they're destroyed. They can't play the run. So, I don't know, man. I feel like there's a target on a ton of, of defensive linemen now, too, because they can't do everything. Rather than being complete like Aaron Donald, Fletcher Cox, Crosby, Garrett. You know, Michael Parsons is becoming a complete player. Like, there's, there's very few guys. The Thibodeau kid in New York, when he plays hard, he's pretty fucking good. Yep. Like, that, there's there's dudes everywhere, but it's just a matter of can you put it all together on all three planes, effort, run, and pass.
1: Even a and young guy, I Aiden Hudson from you Detroit, your I like God, him a lot,
4: too. Bro, he's a fucking animal. Yes.
1: Minute, I need your five before uh, Matt goes. Here's my five, man. Number five, TJ Watt. Number four, I might surprise y'all a little bit, Chris Jones, rushing from the inside. I mean, that guy makes big play of the big plays like I, all the time. Uh, number three, I gotta go with Max Crosby for everything you guys have said. His effort is phenomenal. I don't know what he does for conditioning, but he never gets tired. It's crazy. Number two, I gotta go with Nick Bosa. Number one, I gotta go with Miles Garrett. I just think Miles Garrett is a freak. Last year, he literally averaged one sack per game. Like his actual average, which is which is which is insane when you think about it. So we got similar lists, y'all. Okay, I got six. Michael Parsons like my sixth man. Okay, Michael Parsons okay. is a hell of an He's athlete. I don't think he gets a ton of sacks. He's my spirit. He's spirit. Exactly. Spirit. Yeah. He yeah. yeah. is. I got to coach yeah. you
0: guys up. we talking pass rushers. When you're a coach, you don't talk interior D linemen when you say pass rushers.
4: Fuck you.
0: If we're going to talk D linemen, say D linemen and have our time. Don't the pass on Homie.
4: All right, John Randall had a hundred plus sacks interior defensive line. And we would have brought up the
0: best interior guys, Matt. No, you he's their pass rusher.
4: You, no, didn't you say,
2: no, it you just pass rusher.
4: "No, I like I like your list, Smitty." Fuck him. Yeah, fuck hey, him.
2: Hey Matt, you fight?
0: Hey Matt, real quick, Matt, <laughs> I gotta make an announcement, Matt, before you leave. Matt, make sure you follow Six Zero Equipment, 6-0 Body Bag. Go get you some TikTok and Instagram Appreciate and Twitter. You. Um. Matt, I got a ten thousand dollar, eight ninety inch smart TV yesterday. You got it. I got Darn, it. I'm,
4: you're gonna love this thing, bro. It's fucking super dope. I use it all the I time. Can't wait.
0: Big gonna... Smithy don't know what we're talking about, but it's about to change the whole game, the whole show, the whole deal. So I'm yeah, not even. that? It. I just want to hear it, Big Matt. But we're not gonna it's tell Matt,
4: Big Smithy, nothing. Oh, we're gonna just keep going right? like nothing's you're going right. on. All right, Matt. I'll see room. Chicago backhand room. Remember. <laughs> That's the room are- to be. Exactly. Are, are you going to be in that room yeah. like
2: this?
1: Oh! Ah! <laughs> Peace out, man. Where, where the hell are you going to put a 90-inch TV at in your big ass? Like, you, you got a, TVs everywhere.
0: It's on a stand that rolls. you oh, mm. about to have thing and everything. This is an investment. I can't wait to have. Steve back over for football palooza because I just bought a 90 inch smart TV, which is it's an interactive TV, meaning Steve can get on it, pause the boxing match, and write on it with his finger.
4: No, oh.
1: damn. So, you know what I'm doing with football, right? You know what I'm doing live football games, right? You're about to be really like slicing and dicing.
0: And even I like, like when you got knocked out the other day at farmer's market, I can show the film and have you with the when the when there's me when the Mexican hits you. I
1: can slow it down and, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Makes a lot of
0: sense. How you hey, doing, Steve? What's going on with Whitlock biting all my shit and not giving me any credit?
1: Coach
3: Jason Belock. Wow. How the worm has turned. The worm has turned.
1: <laughs> man. He agrees 100% with what JB's saying. He put a tweet out think, yesterday morning right before our show was saying how bad quarterback play is and, like, they're getting too much money. I said, "It sound like just like JB." I said, "You and we're like like this now, huh?" So he will never
3: hang up on him now when he says that uh, Patrick Mahomes is overrated.
1: Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah. And you know, another uh, team that's overrated is your Miami Hurricanes. What's going on, Steve? Two back-to-back losses.
3: Well, they're not overrated. I, I think one of the issues this team does not play sound, disciplined football, and. You talk to people that really break down the film. I think there's two issues. Number one, we got guys on the back end of that defense playing hero ball. They just cannot play cover three, cover two. I would love to see Eric. Weddle do a breakdown of our safety play. I thought it was embarrassing. Some of the things that happened and, I might as well name the name. Cam Kitchens was All-American last year, and I always thought that was a little shaky based on one game where he had three interceptions that kind of inflated his stats. But these guys do not know how to master the routine play. And this is what people don't understand. Great players don't make a lot of great plays all the time. You know what they really do, though? They never make bad plays. And this is still an undisciplined unit where – You got penalties after drive-killing plays that reset the downs. Um, Some of the things that I saw, I would have said to certain players, you know what, sit down for a while. And Mm -hmm. when your best players cannot make the routine play, I was thinking about this, but when you think of the Miami Hurricanes safety tradition, you immediately think of four names. It's Benny Blades, Daryl Williams, Ed Reed, Sean Taylor. But I don't. Ever recall even guys like Terrace Harris, Casey Greer, C.J. Richardson, Jaquan Johnson, Sean Jenkins, Dion Bush, Malcolm? I don't ever Malcolm Pearson. I don't ever remember passes ever ever going over their head. You know why? Because they played the defense. You're the safest guy we have unsafety play we have guys trying to be ed reed jumping routes giving You know, not don't, don't know they gave up two touchdowns on third and 18 and third and 20. that is terrible uh, fundamental football that should never really happen so they have an issue and then they have penalties guys they have too many guys thinking it's about them honestly um it's maddening to see it's not really that smart and Coach Cristobal has a real issue that if you're going to preach culture, some of these guys have to sit down. But here's the problem when you don't have the depth that you need or want, you have to stick guys out there time and time again. So it'll be interesting. I'm going out to the Clemson game, going to leave Wednesday night. Um, I don't want to say it's a must win situation, but when you've lost two games and you still want to have a good year, you got to kind of win it at home. So we'll see. It was disappointing. That game was there to be won, but you cannot fumble on the one inch line. You cannot have a quarterback that turns the ball over a few times.
1: But it is what it is. Mario Cristobal has to bring in more talent. I agree with that, man. And also, but not only just the talent side. Everything you just said to me comes down to discipline, focus, detail. You talked about penalties. You talked about horrible mistakes. Third and eighteen. Third and twenty. Giving up touchdowns to me. That falls back on on the coaching and preparation yeah. of your team. Like, there's no way in hell you should be giving up touchdowns on third and third and twenty, back to back. You know, or bad penalties throughout the game. Um, and I, I gotta ask you this: Do you think there was any, uh, like, just from the week prior? We we know that that late game meltdown that they did with with the play call. You think there were any like that play any role in the loss? No. or no. They were winning 17-14. I thought the effort was good. It was not necessarily
3: clean, but defensively in the first half, they got to Drake May. They hit him. They rattled him. They sacked him. They made him rush. I said, wow, that's a good first half. A couple things really killed. Henry Parrish's fumble at the goal line was an absolute killer. But Henry's a good, hard-nosed player. It's a physical error. I could live with that. But when you have defensive players – celebrating, knowing that the team goes up-tempo, the offense, and you have to rush back. We got caught so many times where our players were not set. They were not in alignment. That should happen one time in a game. We have way too many guys celebrating. and I'm thinking to myself, you may want to get back to your huddle because that team's going tempo. Again, that is football IQ. That is common sense. And till Mario has another class or two, he is not in a position to replace these players, unfortunately. So there's an issue. They still got to work things out. It's a process. But our football players are not very smart ones. They're not. And th- there there is a cultural rot there. Um, I don't know how you really fix that other than get more players and better players to replace them. But, Smitty, there was a play where there was a sack on Drake May So you get off the field, punting team's coming on. There was a skirmish where someone tried to take someone's towel. and I'm going to say his name. Keontra Smith is coming on. He's part of the punt team, wasn't even on the field defensively. He gets in the middle of that little skirmish and slaps a UNC player so it's a flag. So instead of being fourth and 25, it becomes first and 10. I'm just thinking to myself, Keontra, you're not a tough guy. You're a football player. You're not good enough to ever have a flag like that. Unfortunately, Miami does not have the depth to tell Keontra, you're going to remain on scholarship. You'll probably never play a meaningful down here again. That's It sounds cold, but that is the reality. I'll never forget. There's a famous um, film clip of Bill Parcells. He's with the Giants. And they're playing the Eagles. The game's real chippy. And there's a backup linebacker. I think his name was Bobby Shaw. <laughs> He almost gets into a fight, and Parcells goes, hey, Shaw, come over here. Shaw, I want to tell you one thing. You get into a fight. You cost us a flag. You're going to ride the bus home. You're never coming back. With You understand. Good. Never happen again.
0: But well, again, well, you only can do that with depth. Don't say his name again, dude. That shit is going to make me sh- piss myself. You're saying his name is what? Who? Eantra? Keantra Smith. The name alone should give you femininity. Well, I mean, guys. What? I mean, what are we named, talking about? You named a guy Kiantra? He seems like a nice
3: young man. <laughs> 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 he doesn't, he doesn't play. I, I don't I don't have anything against is
6: right, It's not personal. It's it's personal. personal.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's I mean, personal thing, for me. That's the thing that I would tell Miami players. Yeah, he hey guys, crazy, um, you guys don't do the routine or the um, fundamental enough and i've said this if you watch a michael jordan game i've watched a lot of cut ups in his 40 point games and there's been a lot of them about 32 of those points or 34 are just the most basic routine things done at a high level 18 18 uh, foot jumper off a curl baseline jumper where his shoulders and feet are just squared up perfectly yeah. right uh, the bank shot from about 15 16 feet at a perfect angle. He does things so perfectly. Now, he did it with athletic flair. Now, the other six points were eye-opening highlights that made you go, wow. But the majority of what Jordan did was really fundamentally sound, if not perfect, done at a very, very high athletic level with incredible competitive fire. But it mm. wasn't anything truly special. Kobe was the exact same way. If you look at most of his points, it really was about perfect footwork, being squared up, and then once in a while he'd give you the spa- splash play. And especially with Jordan, I-, I don't really see him doing that many dumb things. Yeah. So Miami has, has some soul-searching to do. I know this probably drives the coaches crazy. There is a uh, – there is an argument among the Miami fandom on spaces. Is the South Florida football culture going back to peewee football through Optimist, through the seven on seven in high school? Is it toxic? Does it create this type of player?
2: Hmm.
0: Did you see the coach. The, the coach get shot? You see the coach get shot at youth football the other day?
3: Well, I don't know if that was in South Florida. I think no, was it wasn't,
0: but I'm just saying, South uh, youth football in general is just a, sh- a shit show.
3: I'm with you, but there's also a thought that South Florida is especially toxic; that it breeds this type of behavior from its players.
0: Mm. So, I mean, it, it always has, though. FYI, Miami's been an area I've stayed away from in recruiting for a while. Unless I'm in Miami, I'm not really recruiting Miami kids. I mean, right.
3: I, I mean that that's the whole thing. Everyone talks about getting South Florida
0: dogs and I'm like, what's that gotten us? It, it's like it's like <laughs> California when you talk recruiting, Steve, it's like it's California and Miami as well socal. let me say socal. So LA, San Diego, uh, you know, the LA area iE it's like, are they hungry? Are they blue collar? are they do they want to go on and play out of state? Are they scared? It's just, it's crazy. I I don't know um, if they really want it anymore. Miami and L.A., super talented, rich base. But I just don't know if they really are dogs like that anymore. They're not Ray Lewis no more walking around. I'm just telling you.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, look.
3: I've heard that Urban Meyer has basically said, eh, we can kind of do without South Florida guys for the most part. Like, you had to be a special type of guy. Um, But it is what it is. Look, Mario's going to recruit as nationally as he can. There's still a lot of talent in South Florida, but it has to be a situation where a player has to be. To me, there's never been a great football player with a low football IQ. It it just does not work. There's never been a low IQ anything in anyone that's ever good in any field. I mean, whether it's plumbing, accounting, being a medical professional, football player, you have to have some sort of intelligence and IQ within your uh, field of play. And I just see too much dumb stuff week after week.
1: Yeah. Real, man. I got to ask you this, man. Move on to another uh, a big game. Notre Dame embarrassed USC. I got to ask you, Steve. I, I know me and Jerry talked about this a little bit yesterday. How, long, how much longer will Lincoln Riley get a pass for putting out a horrible defense? It don't matter what team he coaches. Year in, year out, he's going to have a horrible defense. And it, it just looked pathetic. I know Notre Dame is a good-ass team. I get it. But come on, like you're you're at USC, you got everything you need for you in terms of uh, resources, NIL, top recruits want to go there, and you still put out that product. How long? I, I don't get it, Steve. I think the honeymoon's officially over. I do because it, it. I think it went
3: way beyond one loss. It really mm. was about the body of work. So. Lincoln Riley is about what 18, 19 games into his run at USC. Yeah, give or take. And at least half of them have featured shoddy defense, right? And yep. so, in every game that they've lost, there's never been a twenty to seventeen loss. They're, they're they're giving up forty plus points, getting controlled at the line of scrimmage. And I and there there the, the was a realization going back to the end of the Colorado game, all throughout the Arizona game, and then it was confirmed fully. Last week, this team this team is not very sound physically, and it's not very tough on one side of the ball. Caleb Williams needs to get the hell out of USC as soon as possible. I don't want to hear him getting more nil money. He is falling into bad habits because his mindset is is, I have to score on every drive, and I have to play hero ball. And instead of just making the sound decision to at times just chuck the ball, throw it into the stands, he's trying to force plays, and he's really falling into the habit of Becoming a boom or bust player, so that's that's the situation there. And USC schedule only gets tougher. They also go through a gauntlet of some pretty good teams. I'm just going to tell you guys, Washington and Oregon are outstanding. The other team that I would not discount that I like, and they've played some good football, Oregon State. DJU is turning into an NFL draft choice. He is throwing that ball with precision. He's being decisive. The ball even looks more catchable this year. And they had one bad half or two and a half bad quarters against Washington State. But that team is sound. They are physical on both sides of the line of scrimmage. They have speed on the outside. And Jonathan Smith is doing a hell of a job up there in Corvallis. Look out for Oregon State.
0: And my pick, Wazoo, is just kind of shit to bed. Uh, Arizona is a lot better than
3: Jed Fish, great offensive mind. And yeah, they're doing a- it. That young quarterback, Fatidi, they might have something there. I really yeah. like the way they're trending up there.
0: Yeah, their defense is uh good, too. Um, Crouching Tiger um enters the chat.
3: Oh, jeez. Poor lady. How many times has she had her heart broken? My God. You know what? I tell my aunt, Herbert ain't the guy. He ain't clutch. I tried to give him a shot. He He's not Mr. Clutch.
1: I know. You know what, Steve, I hate to, to agree with you, but I have to. because, And I love Justin Herbert from a talent standpoint. But time and time again, when the ball's in his hand, late game, when you have a chance to win, he does not close. He does not bring fear in your heart late game. He doesn't game. even come close. That
3: drive, you know, when you're in that situation, you're in four-down territory, right, from where you have the ball. You got to think, if I get early pressure on first or second, I got to chuck the ball. When he took the sack from Micah Parsons, I said, Game over. You could, you cannot allow yourself to get sacked on an early down at that field position. That, that, that right there is low football IQ.
2: Yeah.
3: No, for
0: sure, man. And I mean, I, mean I, I don't get it, Steve. I've been saying, I mean, like, it's unbelievable to me. We're, we're giving, we're paying these guys, and, and they've yet to do anything. I, I, I got to ask you this question. Um, I know Whitlock's now still in all my shit. So if, if 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 Herbert, if we're paying guys before they ever do anything, and Herbert's instance hasn't won a playoff game, if we're paying these guys this this generational wealth, are we basically saying as an organization, GM, and head coach that there is no chance? There's a better one coming down the pipe. Like I, I, that is what blows my mind right now, because like we're paying these guys way too early, in my opinion, because. We're, so there is nobody coming out of college ever again, or what are we doing? Like, Well, let me
3: ask you this thing, Coach. How much do you like Drake, May, and Penix? Do you like them at all?
0: I, I like them. Um, Penix worries me, man. I'm going to be honest. Here's the reason why. I, I like them a lot. Here's the reason why. We're talking NFL translation, not college. Because college right now, Penix and Hartman, uh, and I would put 1A, one one 1B one right now as far as performing right now translating to the nfl i'm i'm i've been watching may a little bit more you got me on him a little more um i see struggle i watch jordan travis i know his stats are starting to look really good i see an nfl struggle Penix, i see a struggle because of an elongated left-handed quarterback like left way out here on his release point
3: i've noticed yeah
0: left left-handed quarterbacks in the nfl are tough it's tough man especially when you're elongated when you're elongated and you're a lefty. People, the common fan won't understand why that is, but everything's right formatted in the NFL. everything right. professional, protection. It just is what it is. We everything take-
1: has to be backwards when you got a left-handed quarterback. It's like, yeah.
0: <laughs> and the ball spins different, Big Smitty. People right. don't realize the ball spins different. See, nobody understands that. The ball doesn't come at you at a receiver at the same, at the same way. And it leaves your hand. It spins the opposite way. Wide receivers, a lot of them hate lefties. And it's just a different catch. Um, I I like Penix a lot. I, I don't know, man. I think that we're overhyping this draft class, uh, Steve, that is getting a lot of traction right now from all top to bottom. How many great quarterbacks are in this draft? But, like, are you going to take one of those guys over one of these guys that you're paying well, that's, the- that's
3: the question. Like, let's say you're the Chargers <laughs> and you somehow end up with a top five pick. Is there anyone right now you'd say no that guy's gonna be better than her? I'm not so sure. As flawless no, sure he at least he's produces
0: bad. numbers,
3: doesn't produce wins. I'm not ready to give up on her-
0: I'm not I'm not ready to give up on Herbert because of he's you know to me him and Josh Allen are pretty much the same guy. They're freaks but Josh has one playoff game. Um He's won games, and he's performed in those games. Herbert has yet to, even though he's great start last year in Jacksonville, up all the – you know, that's a coaching issue, which it continues to be. Um, I think Herbert's in the worst situation possible. That He's got the, the analytical coach sitting here who's, who – Steve, I saw your tweet, and I was going to just light into everybody on social media last night. When is points bad? I I'm Never. To...
3: Never. I, I don't – look, Dan Lanning's an excellent coach you got to take points when you're in a one possession game. When you think as a coach, boy, this might come down to the last possession. You better bank points. I'm not saying you don't go for it all the time. There are times you should, but if I, in my own mind, I know like, man, in the last six minutes, this might be a seven or eight point game or less. You know what? Let's get some points here.
0: I counted six points taken off the board by Dan. Right. Aaron. And by the way,
3: Kalen DeBoer was also very aggressive too. Someone pointed that out. That's a fair point, but I I truly think this game is so emotional. That if your team drives 14 plays, 85 yards and comes away with nothing and you do it more than once, you 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 just deflate that other side of the ball.
0: This is why I say I'm going to have Zach on this week. This is why you say you can't hire o-line coaches as head coaches, too emotional. A eh? And defensive coordinators, there's very far and few between that are actually really, really good head coaches. They struggle in times like these. So you got an O-line coach, and let's talk this real quick, and Sam Pittman at Arkansas, who that 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 fire lasted about 18 minutes. All right? Now it's over. O-line coach, again, He's he's blundered a bunch of different – I love Sam. I know Sam 20 years. The other thing is your guy in Miami, O-line guy. <laughs> he struggles with clock management. He struggles in big game situations. And now you got Dan Lanning, a defensive guy who I love to death that I've known for a long time too. And you saw it the other day. And it's like, do you defer to your OC? Do you defer to who's calling the plays as the time manager as well? Some guys do that. I couldn't do it. And clearly Dan didn't do it. But you got to control the, the, yeah, the but bottom you know, Kick but the, the coach, field. Kick but but
3: look, a head coach is there to make to, if, if you want to stress, st- 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 I'm the CEO. You're gonna call every play, but there's gonna be three times a game. I'm gonna tell you, hey, we're gonna go for it here. Keep that in mind. Or hey, we're going tempo. Or hey, I got two timeouts. You're gonna look at me after every play. Or hey, guys, I got a fake punt. The one we put in on Wednesday, we're running it now. So I, you know, here's the thing that that gets me though. Look, everyone thought Dan Campbell couldn't work because he's one of these fiery guys, right? Right Working in Detroit. And by the way, he's pretty analytical, believe it or not. For all the fire and brimstone, he's actually pretty bold, Coach. He does a lot of the fake punts. He goes for it a lot. He's pretty aggressive. He does. He does have, He has old-school tendencies, but he's not just four yards in a cloud of dust. If you watch the way they play, they do a lot of physical running game underneath center, but they're pretty aggressive. I, I don't think one size fits all, but yeah, Dan Lanning, I think if he had to do it over again, he's not going to admit it but next time in that situation, because they, you know, look, there's still there's still a good chance they can be in that Pac-12 title game. If he's in a similar situation, he's gonna say, you know what? That's my view is he's gonna say, take the
1: points. Right. I mean, you always look, you know, in hindsight. If it doesn't work, you, you look, you know, look like the worst coach possible. You know, what I mean, if it does work, you're a genius. That's kind of how football and coaching goes. So. um, yeah, I, I take the
0: leads. I'm taking those kicks all day long. Like the Chargers left two off the board last night, six points off the board as well. It matters.
3: See, Both. I'm just telling you. People think, "Well, you gotta go." Says who? The analytics says it. Who the hell's the analytics? I, Steve, yeah. I'm telling you. I get texts. I like time. to shake his hand. I, I don't. You know,
0: <laughs> we're getting texted by D1 coaches. I'm getting texted by D1 guys, by JUCO guys, by coaches, buddies in the profession, and we're all like. Fucking take the point. When has taking points been bad in football? Like, there's not a coach I know that's like, don't kick. Yeah, just go for it. Go for it every time. Like, no, you don't. Take the point. Chargers win that game last night. That's even without Herbert. I mean, think about this, coach. Let's say you're in a one-point game, but you
3: earlier in the game, you passed up on a 20-yard chip shot, and you don't make it. Mm-hmm. And people say, well, you're still up by one. Right. But if that other team has the ball in the last minute at the 50-yard line, the difference between having to kick a field goal to win it or having to score a touchdown, you are making it a lot more difficult for that team to say, you know what, instead of just getting the ball to about the 30 to set up for a 47-yard field goal, we have to go another 30 yards above that. Think about the the degree of difficulty you are putting on the other team. People, I'm just – it, it it boggles the mind. With, well, in today's game, you have to go for it. Says who? I I wonder all these people that say that. How many times have they
0: ever actually coached the game? No, they have never. They've never coached, played nothing. They play Madden. Um, I don't know. <laughs> all talking. day long, man. Hey, so where are you at? Where are you at right now with with let's just, just speaking the quarterbacks? Where are you at with this whole? Uh, you know, Tre- Trevor, Lawrence hurt. We don't know about him. Daniel Jones. Are you okay with ripping Daniel Jones for bad performances with, with, uh, no line and all this shit. Um, and he got a big bag and I hear people ripping Daniel Jones, Danny dimes. They, they come after me of course, cause I, 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 I defended him. Um, why don't I see the same thing for Herbert? Cause he got bigger bag and he's underperforming every week. And you missed Keenan Allen open twice last night. That I, oh, cool. make. I can make those throws right now. Right now, no shit. I'm not lying. I go out here right now and make those two throws in that game. Cold as shit, I make those two throws. Um, and Keenan Allen wins me 100 grand, by the way. So, fucking turbert. thanks. Um, but I thought it was horrible. I thought he looked bad. I thought he looked – Just 100 yards on the table, two plays. Two plays, two plays. 100 set yards. Just 100, 100 yards on the table.
3: You know? You know, Danny Jones and Matt Jones. I I see two guys that cannot succeed based on the surroundings around them. Battle line, bad offensive game plans, no threats on the outside, and everyone wants to rip them, and they're allowed to be ripped because they're you know they're the white quarterback. You can rip them, but it's, they're getting paid, right? Right, and so yeah, I know I'm going to piss off certain people. To those people, I piss off. Who cares? But it's the truth. Um, but. Danny Jones, I thought it was interesting, though. Tyrod Taylor played fairly well on Sunday night. I thought he did enough to put them in position to win. Didn't play great, played well enough.
0: but Because he's better than
1: Danny Dimes. Was another conversation. He about.
0: made one
1: fucking throw, Smitty, in the hole against cover two. I'm just saying he's better than Danny Dimes. That's all. I didn't say he was great, he's just better than Danny Dimes. That's all I'm saying. And by
0: the way, he also <laughs> blundered off of the game winner before the half. That,
1: that was an
3: inexcusable, inexcusable, but again, if I'm Dable, I just say, you know what? We're either going to go with the rollout, and I tell Tyrod, you either score a touchdown or you chuck that ball into the ground. You're not costing me three points.
0: yeah cost him three or six. I don't know what he cost. All right. Me. well,
3: three, three would have been pretty valuable the way that game was played.
0: Right, I, yeah. I thought the Giants play great yeah. on defense, they they stymied Buffalo, and I said it kind of was going to be an interesting game. But well, Josh
3: Allen looks helter skelter now. It's hard watching the
0: Bills, <laughs> the yeah, quarterback play
1: position play. in general. Yeah, it's, it's really all quarterback. Like, I gotta admit, like, I have to admit, really sitting back and taking the motions out of it and watching football quarterback play is it just it's not really great, right? Now. Even the, the guys who we look at as the greats the Mahomes, the Josh Allen, the Herbert, the Tua. You know, they play good in spots, but you're not seeing, like, those amazing 400-yard uh, passing, four touchdowns, clean, slicing and dicing. You're just not seeing it right now. And Steve, either quarterback, see. Smitty, had 100 yards at half yesterday. Not one of them. Yeah. My, my, so, my question for you guys is, it, like, why? Is, is it simply because one one reason JBS mission is quarterbacks don't don't know what the hell they're doing. They, they're not reading the defense. Okay, maybe so. Maybe every quarterback just don't know what they're doing. I don't know, though. That's a little hard to believe. Number two, though, another option, are defensives just catching up to the offense finally? Yeah, I think that's part of it. I- I've been told by people that really study this, you get
3: a schematic advantage for about a year and a half. Yep. And then people will start to catch up to you. And so now I think when everyone zigs, you got to go back to zagging. And if you look at what Detroit does, they do a lot of old school, underneath, center, downhill running. Yeah. I think more teams need to go back to that and actually put their quarterbacks and protect them by creating more second and sixes and favorable looks where you start getting single high-safety looks, drop, and then now you got man because Jared Goff, when he has a running game, is a surgeon. But when you ask him to just beat a team with your arm, he's not as good. As long as Detroit can run the ball and move people up front, and create second and four consistently for him, he's going to have a good year. So, but look at what Detroit's doing. They actually run a lot of stuff underneath center, old school football.
2: Yeah. So, Niners,
0: um, yeah. My, leading my question to you Is Brock Purdy pretty average without players?
3: Well, he's not as good, but I think he still operates that system pretty well. But he missed a couple of throws. He missed one route down the seam to McCaffrey. I'm like, you got to hit that. That's the play you're there for. But he's okay. Look, he runs that system well. You got to think quickly. For everyone that says, well, anyone can be great in that system.
2: Yeah, Trey Lance
1: couldn't. (laughs) Talk to him, Steve. Talk to him.
3: Trey Lance will be a third-string quarterback making good money, good for him. But Trey Lance, they gave up the house for him, and they even said, you can't run this system. When, When someone says, well, anyone can run that system, and I say with the parentheses, except Trey Lance then, right? So, yeah.
0: Hey, do you agree? Do you agree? Before you get out of here, do you agree that Robert Sala what he said, we basically made every quarterback we played look average? Um, do you agree with that? And is is it kind of fitting into our narrative that quarterbacks are average, and it's kind of fitting into the whole thing? Like the Jets on defense have made everybody look average. If Aaron Rodgers is there, maybe my pick is correct.
1: The Jets. Well, he, real quick. He said he's been. In, they've embarrassed every quarterback. Let's yeah, call it what he that's, did. Um, you
2: know.
1: <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I'm looking at the Mahomes game. I had the game.
0: We're going to break it down one day. Like, he was bad in that game. No, he was,
3: but coach. He had three
0: three picks and two of them were turned over by refs.
3: Coach, you know this. As a leader of a team like Sala, the last thing you want to do is say stuff that could be used against you and for a head coach to give the bulletin board material. When you, I, I'm with you, Smitty. Instead of using the word embarrassed, I would have said something like, "Hey, we give a we give a tough time to every quarterback we face. We are not easy." There you go, perfect. But when perfect. you say, "Yeah, we embarrass," us. I mean, what's next?
0: Oh man, we make everyone into trash. <laughs>
2: no, You're asking
3: next. for trouble.
0: Yep. Here's what's next: the crow is the only thing that could. Be oh man, script. are you reading from a script? See, so the eagle, uh, the eagle can be killed <laughs> by a crow. Uh, Oh Smitty, you're going to start believing me one day. This motherfucker like scripted, man.
1: I like um, Robert Simon. I ain't going to lie. Top like
0: five before you get out of here. Top five right now, NFL teams. Uh, Niners lost. Eagles lost. Miami won. They're yeah, finals. but look, again,
3: I don't just go by that. I still think those teams are, are, are among the very, very elite. I think Miami's certainly up there. And you know what? I'm Like I said on Whitlock, my guy, I love him. Motor City, Dan Campbell, and Detroit football I'm not lying; they're pretty good. I keep telling people. Look, hey, I actually roster. have them
0: at my number one spot this week.
3: See, now you're gonna see. Oh
0: my God, I can't believe you're falling into this. Well, the reason For I did top that five. Because,
3: wait a minute. So you're saying in the NFL, where nobody goes undefeated, one loss, two close losses, just they knocked the perch off. The that's beat. what
0: I'm saying. Come on, we're going week to week here on the show. We do our top five performances week to week. Top five teams Performances right. of the weekend.
1: No,
2: Detroit, the scenes, Detroit
3: didn't like the. They look. Detroit did a great job in winning on the road. That's always difficult, but they
0: weren't great. I mean, they dominated Tampa Bay at home. Look, Baker Mayfield missed some throws too. We have to be fair about this. Well, that's
2: I Baker Mayfield.
0: Detroit, though. But what do you mean?
3: All right, so you're doing a weekly performance, not like a power ranking of work.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I go week to week, and each week I, I rank my top five teams in the NFL as of right now. The last two weeks I've had the Niners at number one, but they lost, so I'm going to obviously move them down one. So I have the Lions at one right now. But, but I, hold
1: on. I don't think you even had the – was the Lions even in your top five last week? Right. Yeah, they were five. So I bumped them up.
0: Remember,
1: no, okay, Seattle beat
0: them at and home, and then right. Seattle was winning. So I had Seattle ahead of them because Seattle beat the Lions head up. Okay. So yep. that's the issue. And I have the Lions at one right now. They've won five. What well, they've won. They've won four they're in a row one, I think. The yeah. Chiefs. And I think they're right there. So I have them at one. I have the Chiefs at two. I have the Niners at three. Eagles Wait at a four. Aren't the Chiefs overrated. Yeah, they are, but they've winning and they were two World Champs. I'm gonna be fair to all the fans out there and all the Chief Queendom people. Um so, and I have number five. I have, I believe, I put the Miami Dolphins, and then I got at Jacksonville. At six. That seems low for the Dolphins. I got Jacksonville at six. Dolphins
3: at five seems a tad low.
0: But they, Steve, when you hit Miami in the face, they're gonna they're gonna show you who they are. They're right, a complete But again, see that's
3: my right, point though. But as of right now, week to week, and especially, uh, I don't know,
0: coach. I, I think. Hey, was- Miami is a concussion based program. So when we work Miami's situation. Sister- <laughs> okay. <This is>
1: <laughs> He's trying <laughs> to think of something clever to make.
0: <laughs> concussion.
1: Listen, man. Oh,
3: He's rolling out of big hits, man. He's learning how to fall like a cat. Hey,
0: see, yeah. I'm just telling you. I got this new TV. I can't wait. I'm going to get you on there. I'm going to put you on there. Crouching Tiger next to you. And then, because the Dallas Cowboys are shitty, Eddie. Um, by the way, Steve, any boxing things that happened this past weekend? I saw you tweeting away. Um,
3: Janabek, Alum Kanali, he won against the really overmatched guy. Tim Zoo, the son of Kostya Zoo, three fights in seven months activity matters he's gotten better he's sharpened his skills and he's a real world-class fighter and he says he wants to come to america he wants jermel charlo who has the other three belts i don't know when jermel charlo is going to get done spending all that money that he got for waltzing against uh, canelo but tim zoo is another example that if you want to be good at your craft whether that's football basketball boxing plumbing being an auto mechanic mechanic you have to actually practice and perform at that said craft tim zoo i'm really impressed by him that's basically what's happening in boxing last
0: weekend that's really not a lot for me because i don't know by the way
3: guys devastating news brock bowers of georgia the best pure football player in the country
1: he might be out for the year what a buzzkill yeah, man. That's how it. much is that before you how much does that impact Georgia if he's well, out the rest of the year? When you lose your best
3: player, even when you're Georgia, because out of the last three years, even though Georgia's still number one, this is probably, and again, it's a relative term, the least dominant Georgia team. So now Carson Beck has to grow up because he's gotten better, he's really good, but now you're doing it without your stud. Because I think when you tap Heisman Trophy. In theory, is about the best player in football, right? Yeah. I thought it was Brock Bowers. Now he's not there, so this yeah. Doctor Morse,
0: did you see? I don't know if you saw the beginning. Doctor Morse broke it down. It's a tightrope surgery, basically. Eric Weddle's against it. Eric Weddle said, "I don't want any surgery for a sprain." It's kind of right.
3: I've never heard of a sprain being operated
0: on. And Doctor Morse broke it down. Kind of, it's kind of like a laser zap. It's a zapping of like the. It kind of takes the swelling out. We're pumping in PRP blood platelets. Uh, we're doing different things. And he agrees with Weddle on one end. And then the other end, it's it all depends on, are you keeping him out? Are you keeping him done? Is he done? Is he entering the draft? And he, is he a done with being a Georgia bulldog? Cause if he's not, then you gotta try to get them back. And then do you surgically repair that or not? So it like
1: He said on, on what level, what level is it? Like if it's a grade three, then it's only something like you have to get repaired because if not, it won't naturally heal on, on its own. You know what I'm saying? If it's grade two, then yeah, you could heal. But I think he said it might take like six months before it's a hundred percent just right back to normal. So yeah,
4: and he's I don't know. a third
1: year player. Now he's got a way. Do I do it for all
3: UGA or do I work for my future? Hey, he's what are you? Playing? Two national titles, and he's been a great player since day one. He's he's one of the few tight ends I've ever seen where you run ender rounds and reverses for him. That's the type of athlete he is. a He's a uh, Ron Kittle, not Ron Kittle. He's a Kittle type of athlete.
1: George Kittle, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's that if, level. If, of if that head. was y'all, that was y'all's son. What would y'all tell him to do?
0: Well, you want me to go first? Yeah, yeah, sure. We fucking play in this household. <laughs> Mm. We play every game. We play. That's what we have signed up for. I'm not sitting out bowl game. You know me. I'm gonna be the asshole. I'm gonna I'm gonna yell at everybody. We're playing all the games, and I'm gonna put some dirt on that bitch. Put some dirt on it, Steve. Let's go. Yeah, but coach, you don't factor in that he's already had two national titles.
2: I
1: mean, <laughs> so Jamie, so you would potentially risk his future in a, in essence because for loyalty to for a bowl game.
0: I mean, it's not loyalty to a bowl game. That's where you guys are all misconstrued. Like you guys are missed. You're missing out on the whole point of this thing. Like, what gave him the opportunity to make generational wealth? Fucking football or not? Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm trying to figure out. Well, why are we shitting on the game that's giving us generational wealth? Shouldn't we play? Like, this only. You know what? He's
3: earned. Here's the thing. I don't
0: want to say earn it, but
3: he's proven himself (laughs) to be a gamer. He's among the all-time great Georgia players. Look, I don't know if he makes the Mount Rushmore of UGA football, because that that's obviously Herschel. I guess Fran Tarkenton, Champ Bailey. I guess Bennett would have to be given consideration. But look at Brock Bowers, because of his dominance, he's among the top five or six players I think they've ever had. Seriously, he's given you two national titles. He's come through in big moments. I don't know. This is a little bit different to me. He's going to be a
0: top five pick. Right. I, I think he's going to be, regardless, though. That's my point. I'm playing him. Not right. if he. What if he? What if his ankle gets worse? I mean, what if uh, yeah, we I can mean, take they it? Like, football. Saying, like, why play then? I don't get it. Like, if we have that mentality, though, I guess I know this is a whole nother debate, and we won't get into. It, but if we have that
1: mentality, like, how many are we going to even have a game? Like, no, are you're we gonna, right?
0: Right? Like, because I
3: think about it, it's football. You're right. So I, no, you're right.
1: There's always a risk, but if a doctor specifically says, "Hey," You might need surgery, which which would potentially keep you out because of the the, the way you're like, it's not like he's just sitting out because he, he's just playing scared. It's like, no, your his situation is 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 of that severity. Uh, this is not
0: from what I understand. Let me be clear if I'm wrong here. From what I understand, the only reason he's doing the surgery is to come back. And play immediately. That's what Dr. Morse kind of stated. That's what kind of I'm you. hearing. Because if he don't get the surgery, you don't get a surgery on a sprained ankle, right? Unless it's right, some right. new thing that we're gonna bring you right back in play. If he's not, he's sitting out six, eight weeks, and he's probably done. No surgery, and you know what I mean.
3: Well, so that's the, why where I think we I'm... don't know is is he hurt or injured. There is a difference.
1: So and if
0: you're hurt, I don't think you get surgery, right?
1: Really, you don't. You just hurt.
0: I don't know, Smith. I don't what know. It Steve. It's a game we signed up for. Fuck, we can get we can get we can get hurt walking our doggy like that's it's football. They, hey, look,
3: I, that's what I tell. That's what boxers that say. Well, I don't want to take a small fight. Well, you know, What's you can get hurt fight? in any fight. I don't, but you're not getting better. Like I went back to Tim Zoo. Tim Zoo made the decision. I'm not going to cry and whine that Jermell Charlo's not available, or I'm not getting this fight. I'm just going to do my business and get better. You're right. There's a risk Anytime you go out there. There is a risk. This is what you
1: signed up. I agree to that. My last, but the only thing I think in in his position though, it is it, different. It you're is right. risky though. Can we agree? Like it is like it's super risky. Like if he was already in the league and already like you know kind of got his money. All right, cool. But like now you're talking about literally like if something bad was to happen, you go from being a top five pick to you know late first round or early second round. That's literally like millions of dollars that that changes because of your draft position. Like it's, like he's. You know what I mean? So you got to be smart, too. It's not all about being tough and, ah, oh, it's like you got to use your brain, too. And he's put in his work. He's put right. in some work. Right. So, <laughs> <That's> a weirdo. <laughs> Here we go.
0: I love all you. right,
1: guys.
2: I, <laughs> I got really to go My
0: guy. Hey, Steve. Usual. I know you're leaving, Steve. How's AR5 doing?
3: Uh, resting and recovering. He's getting resting recovering. Pretty, my and recovering. My bad.
1: That's sophomore hands, campaign. I t- told you guys the coach was way better with ar Five in the game. It's so unfortunate that he's hurt, but he's a great guy. He's still in the community giving back. I love you, ar Five. Get well, Gardner. Miss you. Fuck three picks. <laughs> Yay, JB loves you. He thinks we're th- th- better with you, uh, Gardner. <laughs> Look at those goggles. <laughs> hey, Steve. Big uh, trouble, Steve. Steve's leaving out tomorrow night. Clips and game. So are we? Ne- are we not ne- going to have you Thursday then? Huh? Well, I can come on tomorrow if you want. We can do it then. All right, don't be scared. We'll be here. All We're right, guys. guys game. All
3: right, perfect. All right, talk to you guys tomorrow. All, all right, Dave, later. Peace. Uh, JP, I got
1: to take a piss. I got to take a doo-doo. We got to go to a commercial break here soon. It's, we got a lot a lot to talk about, though, man. I ain't going to yeah, you.
0: I'm just going to keep going so I don't give a fuck about your piss break. Um, <laughs> all right, let's take a break. Uh, I want to talk about our highest-graded NFL rookies right now. Ooh, I got a list. I got a list for you. Uh tomorrow we'll do our top 5 performers and top 5 QBs, top 5 courts, coaches, top 5 college teams, top 5 NFL teams. Tomorrow though, wings, top 5 though,
1: wings, top drinks.
0: Five. Uh breaking news, we have a uh, Major League Baseball legend Aubrey Huff joining the show tomorrow. What? Uh giant former Giant. He came out and actually blasted the Giants and called them a a bad bad organization even though he's a legendary Giant. Um, They interviewed a female as the manager. Mm. And he's like, we just fired a guy, Bruce Boshi, who's now about to go to the World Series with the Texas Rangers. Mm. So he has a point on, we got rid of old school, and now we're turning new school and following along the lines of, PC culture and all that. So he's going to bring that to the table tomorrow. It's going to be a real, real talk. And he's not disrespecting women at all, but uh Patrick Queen, uh, I'm talking to him right now. Um He was going to come on because Tuesday was going to be their off day, but they didn't get in till three this morning from London.
1: And oh. he, wants to come, he wants to come on next Monday. Got you. That makes sense. I, I didn't even think about that. So yeah. I know you guys are close though, so he'll come on whenever he can. So... And he'll big... come on twice.
0: To, he'll come on again too. He's going to come on during his bye week, which is week fourteen. So he'll come on Monday and he'll come on again. Uh, we talk a lot, man. He's a good dude. He's a fisherman. He loves fishing. I'm fucking with him right now, talking shit to him. Uh, we'll talk about maybe Ariana Grande and him and
2: some other shit cracking.
0: i have we never, never wear be fishing. Before. This show on Monday. Uh, <laughs> but hey, it is what it is. Go take a piss. We'll be back. Pound that like button. Don't go nowhere. We got a great show left up. We got about forty minutes left. Don't go anywhere. Bailey take us away now in the NFL would you take Bijan Robinson Jalen Carter or CJ Stroud if you had to vote right now as, as, as this season you're picking your, your rookie of the year
5: CJ Stroud and those other two have been really good but it's not even close taking over that franchise and doing what he's doing guys you know how hard it is to not throw an interception as a 12-year veteran? Let alone yeah. let alone a rookie right. guys trying to lead that franchise and a new head coach. Man, every week I watch him and I'm just as just
2: – Man, he went
5: right side concept, one, two, three, and came back to an indie route, five-yard indie route, when they were playing two carry. And for some reason the corner should be inside leverage taking the little five-yard in route, but he didn't. But he came back all the way. Obviously, good protection, but that's that's high level, impressive stuff. And Robinson's been good. I've been really impressed with Jalen Carter. Holy smokes, the guy is man amongst boys.
0: And but I uh, argue that Jalen Carter can't really screw up a, a loaded front like that. You're coming in to, to play a role. True. Yeah, I mean, it's different, different, different dynamics. Obviously,
5: I mean, there's no no one had more pressure, more. Uh, expectations than uh CJ Stroud and what yeah. he's doing obviously all the first rounders but the quarterback position has the most and he's doing an unbelievable right. job man the, the, and mean, that's the main that thing like regardless
1: of what Jalen Carter does or Bijan for that matter the quarterback position just is the the toughest position it has the most responsibility. so yeah I agree with you 100 you got to go with CJ Stroud it doesn't take away from what these other guys are doing huh. every single week Bijan is a, it's a highlight he's on the highlight film no um and then Jenna Carter's making plays. He's beating veteran like he's he looks like a vet already at the defensive tackle yeah. position in terms of the plays that he's making and the explosiveness. But CJ Stroud, his poise, uh, leading a team that that that's that you know young and has, has been bad. New head coach Stroud looks amazing.
5: I mean that that fourth quarter drive he had. Yeah, I mean, come on now. If you're if you're the Texans, man, you you're just sitting back. You should have your hand in the offense and your uh, relationship with the quarterback at the end of the day if you're a dc and you're the head coach and the offense struggles who do you think is going to get the the hook it's the guy that has no involvement in the offense so if you're if you're involved in the offense and you lose assistance that's okay they get oc jobs they get head jobs but you're still the guy right uh it the biggest thing for a head coach honestly is managing personalities Uh, If you're not going to be involved, like I think Harbaugh is one of the best coaches that I've had because of that. Like he's a leader. uh, He's intentful. He knows his direction. He knows his culture. I thought Rich Versace would have did an incredible job with the Raiders. I think that's going to go down as one of the worst decisions in franchise history that they didn't hire him after he led them back to the playoffs after the whole Gruden situation and managing that organization through that turmoil and then they give it to McDaniels, like, I, and he's one of my good friends. Uh, if I'm, a, if I'm a, uh, an owner or an AD, the only way I'm looking at some of those coaches is if they're not getting a recommendation from somebody that I trust. Uh, right. In the sense of, like, if you're just a receivers coach, I need, to, I need you to get vouched by an OC or a head coach that is going to put their name on the line because you're, you're, you you got to limit the, the time that put into those interviews uh, to the best of the best and and you, you don't want to limit some of those guys like obviously I think some receiver coaches in the NFL could be great offense coordinators Do they get those chances or not like at the lower levels, I don't know man I, if you haven't been in front of a room and leading that and running that show at some point,
2: Outside of just your position group, uh, but how do you ever get there? Like that—that that just goes back. Look at this shit
0: right here, homemade. See, I don't. I'm sick. T- I stop eating the sweets and shit, homemade. But you dip it in coffee. So you guys don't know about this right here. This is that grown man shit right here. Smitty don't know about this right here. You dip this in coffee right here. Mmm, not good enough. Dip this in coffee? Unbelievable. You guys don't know about this. I'm hipping you youngsters to game. No THC cookie for me. Hell yeah, RYN. Sweets in the morning? Fuck it. I'm about to go juice after this man cookie, speed. I am fat. Fat dick
1: in your mouth. <laughs> we trying to get money. We trying to. We trying to. We trying to get. You know what I mean. Under Armour trying to sponsor us. You know what I mean. We got Old Spice trying to sponsor us and everything. I leave the show for seven seconds. Seven seconds and JB. I, kinda, I, feel like, I feel like the parent, you know what I mean? You, you, you know when you're a kid, you're young, your parents not around, you get with your homies, your homegirls, you want to start cussing and saying, wild shit behind the scenes because the parents ain't hearing you. But I'm the parent that keeps my ear to the door. You know, J.B. didn't know I was a behind the scenes, hearing everything. He want to talk crazy. And now you want to, you know what I mean, hop back on. Come on, J.B. We got millions on the table right now. Million dollar deals. Seven-figure deals right now, J.B.
0: Baby, we can cut that part out. Um, I'm wearing a Wild wild Thing shirt, homie. I mean, come on.
1: Wild Thing. You make Wild Thing. thing.
0: (laughs) Wild Thing. Kelly's in the house with a perfectly fucking photographed bubble of issues. Kelly,
1: I want to see how you really look. Like, I don't know if this picture is really you. JB said it's you, but I don't know. How can I know that? Like, her. I ain't seen her. no Instagram account, I ain't seen no Twitter, Like, I ain't seen no MySpace, no LinkedIn.
2: It is,
0: it is her. It is her. Um, Big speedy, I gotta. Uh, first of all, I want to show you if you haven't seen this.
1: <laughs> if you haven't, girl, problems, i feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, in
2: and ain't one.
1: Wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. The suspense is crazy, y'all. Dun, dun, dun. What is JV going to show? I don't know, but the circle of death is spinning right now. Calm down
2: the house.
4: You know what I'm saying? We just keep
1: winning, man. Every game, every minute, we winning that life. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're also four and three. So, uh, so you have lost a few. Come. Look at me, man. What about me makes you think that I care about what you think about me? (laughs) You don't understand that my team has it all, man. Coaching, genius. Offense, explosive. Defense, triumph. It's a complete package, man.
0: Yeah, well, millions of people are watching your games. You've obviously turned the program around. But it's not perfect. I mean, just last night, you lost to Stanford in double overtime.
1: Wasn't that crazy? (laughs) We doing <laughs> <running> that <up> crazy. <laughs> hey, I look, hey, shout out to Keenan Thompson, man. Like, you know, I grew up with, with Keenan from all that, you know, all my 90s, babies. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Keenan and Kale, obviously. And to see him become a legend on Saturday Night Live, he's the longest standing uh Saturday Night Live uh person of all time. You guys can look it up, it's a fact. And to see how like great he's become has been dope. I kind of feel like I grew up with him in a sense. He, just cause I as a kid. Watching them on Nickelodeon and watching them now, so uh, that's fire, man. That hey, hey, like she,
0: um, I don't know if you've seen. Have you ever seen my fastest three minutes?
1: So, man, I love that shit. It's yeah. my favorite seven of the week. It's actually back.
0: It's actually back now because Berman's back on Monday, so now I can do it again. Yep. So I haven't done fastest three minutes in a minute. Um, do we got it?
1: Let's see. Bailey said, "If you do got it, you gotta let Bailey play it so the video can play clear." I don't know what's J.B. going on with your computer. This is
0: three minutes. Brought to you by Slapstick Cigars and Studio. Here we go. Don't forget the Coach JB show tomorrow morning with Big Smitty.
1: Yeah, they playing good, but you got go to go to JB's IG, man. You you gonna be cracking up, man? He kills it. Breaks the whole weekend down in three minutes uh J-B style. it's slow huh when you play it it's slow, you you got you got to let our phenomenal Brought producer our, our, our director in the background play studio.
0: everything here we go guy. don't forget the coach jb show tomorrow morning with big smitty six to nine a.m pacific on youtube here we go niners shovel past purdy purdy you don't look so pretty without your stars christy mccaffrey goes out and purdy looks pretty fucking bad here we go. Laces that one, gives him a pick. Another, pick. another pick, Cleveland Browns, number one defense in the league. Deshaun Weirdo didn't even play. Big loss for the Niners, 5-1. and one. Eagles, Jets, Battle of the Greenbirds. Here we go. Jalen Hurts looks like he hurts his team more than he helps it today. Jets defense proven to be great. My, ba- my baby Jermaine Johnson shows up. That defensive line is real. The Jets with the Mormon Milf Hunter behind Brees Hall looks good. Hey, Smitty, I want to be clear here, because I, I got people. Can we get that food clip up with Bailey? I want to be clear, Big Smitty. I don't do two takes. That's one take live. I do it live right there. One take, done. I don't do two takes, three takes. We did see the cameo I did for the Bengals live. Didn't we do that on the show? You did. We Ooh. did it live. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It ain't bragging yeah.
1: if it's true. It's one take. That's how we do it. We ain't got time. We don't do this stuff for the internet. This is this the real shit on planet Earth. E A R F. We don't play around like that. So
0: we, we gotta figure that out. E A R F. We can't have two shirts.
1: It's E R F. I'm just messing with you, man. Hey, it's E R F, y'all. I'm hey. Forget what I said. It's E R F. We got money in this. We got money in this. We gotta get some Team Smithy. Some Team JB shirt. You scared? Everybody in the chest here. They, they want to buy one.
0: Hold on. How about this? Go ahead, baby. Show that food real quick. Show that, yes, food. yes, indeed. Hey, Coach hey, Chef JB back in the heezy. You know what I'm saying? For cheesy with the slapdick beezies. Look at this bitch, straight off the smoker. Whew. Already added at four this morning. Look at this. <laughs> 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 Look at this. Oh, you want me to take this out? My bad. No fingers. Let eh. me to take the bone out? No fingers? All right, my bad. Let me get this out the way. Uh oh. Uh oh. God damn. I might be the best pulled pork smoke, bus smoker there is. God damn. Oh, there's another bone. Huh. Let me get this out the way. Ooh, this is hot. Fresh out the wrap. Just got it out the wrap. Look at that, Just God damn. Make you want to smack your motherfucking mama. Um, <laughs> it look good. I'm going to look tender. <laughs> I'm going to spit out my coffee, homie. Look, look at God. it. Look at it right here.
1: Coach JB, <laughs> you weren't good at QB. <laughs> he he's a member too. Dang, you gotta keep him in, man.
0: He must have never saw me play. It's all good. Um, it's okay.
1: You gotta bring your highlight tape on here one day.
0: I got, you know, I got it on DVD, and I think I got it on on uh, DV Sport. I got to be able to figure out how to translate it so I can show it out here. You probably okay.
1: got it on VHS, yeah, look like your feet. Look dry like your feet. They talking crazy to you, Paul Wall.
0: It looked like you Hamas motherfucker. Shut your ass Holy up. Shit. Um. Anyway, uh. Hey man,
1: great show right now, man. We a hey, pound that like button, subscribe. We going in. Jim, I gotta ask you this, man. We've been talking about That's the bad true, quarterback honey. play. We've been talking about the bad quarterback play, and we've been talking about how Steve somehow the Lions, how to utilize the running game more and how more teams should do that. So I got this crazy theory in my head where if this trend continues, right, in the rest of the year, quarterback play stays the same, it doesn't improve, it doesn't get better, but we see a shift in the QB market where guys will, will stop getting these crazy, crazy bags at the quarterback position. Running backs may, the market might start to go back up because they'll start getting utilized more and become more important. And it, it might become, like, a full fucking shift of how things have been going. Like, could you see that happening if this quarterback play continues the next couple of years?
0: I, I think it's already happened, hasn't
1: it? I mean, they still getting paid crazy right now, though. So, like, the market ain't really changing. He's pretty living in an apartment, though. Uh, he, pro- he, might, he might be in an
0: apartment next year, too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He keep playing like he did. I'm going to be real with you. Um, right. But, I don't know. I- I've been saying it though. I mean, is it going to come back to much tr- what I've been saying? Like, are we going to ever stop paying these motherfuckers until they actually do something? Like, when are they going to do
1: something to earn the pay? Like, I'm just trying to figure out like, I feel like everything's full circle in life, you know? And there was a point in time where defense was damn near. It was either, either just as important, even more important than offense and running game was more important than quarterbacks. And, I'm not saying we'll get to a point where it's exactly like that, but I do feel like we're in the middle of a possible shift where the running game and defense are, are winning games. We're seeing the New York Jets; they're three and three right now after losing Aaron Rodgers. We thought they might have one win, but they're still out here being competitive. Why? Great defense, solid run game. The Lions, great defense, solid run game. Even the Chiefs, not looking that great from a quarterback standpoint, but the running hey, ball.
0: Montgomery might be hurt. That's a big one for Detroit.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I did see, yeah, him. And then um, their young guy has been hurt. Uh, what's his name from Bama? Rookie. Ah, I'm having a brain fart. Where? A line. Oh, a has got like two backs. Uh, that they use, out? right? I mean, uh, I mean Gibbs. Gibbs, right? Yeah, Gibbs. Jameer, yeah, he's been hurt, and then if Montgomery's hurt. That could be bad. So, but my point being is, I, I'm just seeing the just the shift where quarterback play is just. I don't know if they're just not as good, or is it because of the pass rushers and the athleticism? At you know, the defenders just catching up. I don't know. It could be. It could be both. It's hard to really tell.
0: There's no such thing as catching up. I learned that a long time ago. There's no such really? thing. No. No such thing as catching up. How? How can you catch up? How have you just figured out how to catch up all of a sudden? So, so, so fuck all these years of the Montana's Marinos and Aikman's and Elway's and fucking all these people. All of a sudden we figured it out. (laughs)
1: What? They don't even sound right, homie. Like you're telling me after 50 years, we've caught up. (laughs) <laughs> no, nah, but it's not 50 years where offices have just been dominating JB. Like, that, that's not accurate. I'm saying, I mean, like.
0: Yeah, Belich- Belichick's defense dominated the greatest show on turf
1: in the Rams. They won them a Super Bowl. Like, this ain't the first time we've seen. No, Middles- I'm agreeing that. So, I'm saying everything's full circle. I'm saying maybe that era could be sneaking in is what I'm trying to tell you.
0: By the way, the Rams dominated every team all year long until the Super Bowl in that Patriots game, right? Right. Besides flashes, hot flashes of the Miami Dolphins right now this year. Right. Show me another team that's just fucking off the chain dominating. The Niners were doing okay, but they're not just dominant on offense. They're like more of a defensive special teams a team that runs a football under, underneath center. Purdy just manages the game. They're not like a Kurt Warner diamond it all over the fucking park. They're not, not that team.
1: They've been dominating as, as a full team up until last week. But not Same, with the Same with the Eagles. Same
0: with the Eagles. Same yeah. with the Eagles. Same with uh, Detroit, for the most part. Detroit scoring points, too. There's no team. Like, this is a bad offensive.
1: The Dolphins defense. is probably the closest team, though. Even outside the 70. they, they Like, Tyreek Hill, every yeah. fucking week, he's getting almost 200 fucking passing or uh, receiving yards. Offenses
0: um, are bad right now. I'm just going to be honest. And it starts at quarterback. I mean, it's just, it's just no. there's just no hiding it. There's no hiding it. And I blame parents for bad kids. I
1: also blame coaches for bad quarterbacks. Like, like I guess my question—I mean, I know we talk about this all the time, but I think it's a very important topic. Like, it's easy to just say, "Oh, none of these quarterbacks watch film. None of these quarterbacks understand the game. None of these quarterbacks know anything. They're just all dumb." And that's all. But I, I just think that's that—that's that's not realistic. That's not. There's no way. I mean, what, do you, what do you say? At what point are you going to say, "Fuck"? Ah, I mean, what, when are you going
0: to say, "Okay"? I mean, what do you say other than that? Then I mean that,
1: that's the easy like that's the easy answer to just say well, that. Well, I'm I mean, saying realistically, we, like we, we both played the game, JB, and been around the game too long. You can't tell me that just these like, quarterbacks just ain't doing shit to, to learn the game. Burrow, Mahomes, uh fucking like none of these guys are uh uh fucking uh uh hurts, uh, like these guys who actually we know are competitive and no care. There's no way they're just like just going home, not watching tape, not talking to coaches, not meeting, not learn learn about like this. I just can't believe that. I'm not no.
0: saying that's true. I'm not saying they're not doing it. What I'm okay. saying is, I just said, I blame bad kids by, by parenting. I blame bad quarterbacks by coaches. The issue is, when do you say, well, fuck, I'm watching this thing. And let me let me ask you this. Is Are we not in an era that is the most distracting of our generation? Social oh, media, sure. video games, outside noise, outside sources. Other opportunities, more money than ever, uh, opportunity to make more money on top of my money that I get on my nine to five, which is NFL quarterback, NBA players. Guess what? They're making a lot of money on podcasts and just shit, too.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: There's other things going on. So. I'm talking about the elite dog. Where are they? That is what I'm saying. When is the NFL lacked elite QB play? Tell me. Never. Never. When Peyton Manning was in the league, it was Mate Manning, Drew Brees, Rivers, Brady, fucking, I, I mean, there's a shitload. I can go on. McNabb, Vic. I mean, I, I can go on and on and on. There's a t- Cam Newton. Uh, You know, Matt Ryan at the time was really, really good. You, you fucking, you uh, b- I mean, yeah. really good at the time.
1: Eli spots. Spots.
0: Yep. Eli Manning mean. won two Super Bowls. Okay. Where is the elite quarterback right now? I want to know. Aaron Rodgers is out. Where's the elite guy where we're like. Fuck! This
1: is the guy. All if anyone's winning, I will say Rodgers. I still, I still say Matt Stafford. I yo, still, okay, still got to say Mahomes, though. I know, I know he's not looking great, but like he, he has too much of a of a sample size. I've seen too much to where I, I'm not, I'm not gonna say Mahomes not elite. I know he's not okay, looking elite so right now, but Mahomes, Burrow, and healthy, you gotta still say that. You can't just say I Burrow not mean, elite no more. See, my 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 elite and
0: your and your guys' elite must be different. Because I don't believe there's one elite guy right now playing, not one.
1: But if you you just threw out names like McNabb, you threw out names like Eli, you threw out names like these are guys who are really good. But you you're, you're not telling me those guys were just so Eli's just not not better than Mahomes. Eli's not better than Burrow. Like I, I just you, you can say in spots he was, but it's overall no, he's not.
2: So if but you're going to use them as examples
1: of elite, there is Brady, Manning, Breeze, Rivers. Where are those guys? I'm not I'm not seeing I'm not seeing on Brady Manny's and Breeze. I
0: I'm I'm know you're that. not. And here's my thing. See, all you guys call Mahomes Mahomes elite. I don't see it. Here's why. He's the most underperforming quarterback in Super Bowl history. Under the lights, the big lights, he has failed miserably.
1: In all fairness, Peyton Manning did too, though. And I love Peyton. I love him. But he 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 didn't run enough. We got one Super Bowl in, in Indianapolis. So I'm saying we gotta be fair. And I, I think he's the greatest version
2: yeah, player not, of all
0: time. I'm not a big paid man and guy, by the way. But
1: he's elite. <laughs> we just use him. He's elite.
0: Like I'm just saying, at we'd be the crazy say
2: he's not
0: that era, you had seven ten to ten guys who we could say are Hall of Famers possibly. You don't have that right now. Who the fuck is a Hall of Famer right now? Besides Mahomes, because he's gonna get in by default. But who who?
1: Part of that, I probably just Mahomes, but part of that also, though, JB, is this is the this has to be the youngest that quarterbacks have, have been overall, maybe ever. Uh,
2: that's
3: my
1: other point. That's my other point. Well, so I'm I'm that matters, though, too, JB. So when you ask me a question about how many Hall of Famers we got, well, shit, I don't know. These guys are 24, 23, I don't know yet. Oh, you, you want your cake and you eat it too, Smitty. You're a proponent
0: of playing rookies. You've said it millions of times. You are on the fence. I want to play the young kid, and I'm saying no. And now you're coming back saying, "Well, we're
1: younger than ever. Why we're shitty?" I mean, fuck. No, no, no. I'm, I, I, I'm using the younger than ever to counter your question of what hall of famers do we have outside of Mahomes. I said, "Well, shit, I can't. None right now because." You're all young. That's why I said that. But, yeah, I do want no. you to play young if you're a top 10, top 15 draft pick and we're, and we're a shitty team with a, a shittier average quarterback on my bench. Hell, yeah. Now, if you're someone like a Roger where you get drafted late first round and you got fucking Brad Favre there, well, yeah, hell, yeah, I'm going to sit back. If I if I luck out and get Tom Brady in round six, and I got Drew Bledsoe, who's a fucking pro bowler, all pro. Well, hell yes, a Bitch. But if I'm the Indianapolis coach and I got Garner fucking Minshew in the back, yes, I won't AR five-star. It's common sense. Hell yeah, hell no. Dak
0: Prescott is better than Donovan McNabb.
1: Hell no. Hell. St- we shouldn't even. That that question was so idiotic that we are all dumber now. For putting that on the screen. I'm dumber. JB's dumber. Every all the seven people in the chat right now are dumber than they were before because of that dumbass question that Eddie Minnie just put in. Eddie, yeah, I'm really nice to you, bro. Don't disrespect Donald you. McNabb, a guy who went to fucking Super Bowl and was a field goal away from beating the goat, who went to what four or five NFC championships straight, so a game that your guy has never fucking been, never been past the second round ever, ever.
0: Stop. And Sean Waffle, don't apologize to Eddie Manyweather. Eddie Manyweather is a fucking idiot. Okay, number one, number two. Last week they got beat forty-two ten by the Niners, and this motherfucker's in here today talking about how elite their defense is. Number one, number two, they got beat forty-two to ten. By the way, Dak Prescott, if he don't run the football yesterday for the first time in six weeks since he got hurt, probably in two years. There, he again looked horrific yesterday. He threw one good deep out route, and everything else he ran with his feet. He didn't do shit. How many yards he throw? For
1: it was a clean game. Like I, he was very efficient, but he didn't. He wasn't like special. He just didn't make mistakes. Like he just Jack, didn't. Jack
0: is bad, bro. I'm just gonna be honest. He's very bad. Um, As far as a top notch NFL quarterback, like we got a b- lot of bad ones who we call top notch. Like the general population calls top notch guys right now. And that's why I came up with mediocrity as the new excellence. Look at the guys we call top notch. Let's be honest. Let me go through it real quick before we get our, into our NFL rookies of the year. But let's be honest. Top notch quarterbacks who the common fan out here calls top notch. All right. Uh, Dak Prescott. Top notch or no?
1: No, we don't call him top notch. He's middle tier. But we call him top
0: notch. The common fan calls him top notch. He's elite, uh, dog. He's not elite. not not well in
1: mainstream media, they don't. I'll tell you that. They don't all right, so, Kirk Cousins. No, he's he's a little better than that. All right.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying, dog. I'm just keeping real. All right. Kyler Murray. No. Lamar Jackson. I mean you 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 taking breaths and shit. That that tells me a lot. That tells I'm me not- you're starting to think about this right now and starting to be like, damn.
1: No, I'm gonna I'm I'm say I'm gonna say, say Lamar ain't top notch. He's above the guys you've been listing, but it's like a space between where they're at and top notch. Yeah, there's a space missing. It's called the fucking nineties. So I'm trying to figure out who's top is notch it. quarterbacks. I don't listen. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, and then I, I did. Uh, I would say I would I would I would sneak two in there right now. Because two just wins fucking games. See, like, so
0: so you never you never had to sneak in Troy Aikman, Dan Marino, John Elway, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees. You never had to sneak those motherfuckers in anywhere. Like hey,
1: those uh, are the he, like the people you're naming right now are like the you could argue like they're the goat. Like these are the greatest quarterbacks of all time. You ain't gotta compare everybody to the great, like you can you compare these guys to the McNabs and the, the Steve McNairs and the Dante Peppers and the Eli Mannings and the Big Bens who are very, very good. And got, some of those guys would be Hall of Famers as well. But these guys now are more comparable to, to, the, to that tier. They're not comparable to the Joe Montanas and all them guys yet. Hell no. But those are the it, – it's like – it's almost it's, it's almost not fair. Why are we comparing them to fucking Joe
4: Montana? and
1: And also when these guys are year three, year four – I want to know what what were, what were we saying about Aikman and those guys or, or whoever Montana whoever you you a name? What were we saying about those guys year two, year three, year four? Like I don't I don't know those guys weren't Hall of Famers at that point. Like again, like give give guys time. The only guy right now that I can put in that at least in that in that direction of walking towards that area is Mahomes because no matter what we say about him, we look at the records he's broken numbers wise statistically. Touchdown records in, in single season passing yards, record. he's broken almost every fucking record. And on top of that, he's got he's won two Super Bowls, been to, what three. And every single time, every year that he plays, where he's actually healthy the entire time, they at least go to the AFC Championship. As much as I'm not a fan of the Chiefs and the Chiefs' queendom gets on my nerves, those are just the facts. He's like, those are the facts. So Mahomes is at least headed in that direction, but he has a long career left to play if he retired today he's not he's not there but he's definitely trending that way he's had one of the best starts a quarterback has ever had in their career arguably the best you can't like we can't argue that yeah but other than him, i'm with you other than him these, these motherfuckers josh allen great numbers great regular season you have you have played well in the playoffs me and you agree that overall, if it wasn't for a bad coaching call your team would have probably make to the Super Bowl, but it didn't happen. So, you got to get to that next step. But Josh Allen, skill set, talent-wise, great. Burrow went to the Super Bowl. When he's healthy, he's great. And it looks like he's training back to being healthy. Like, so, again, there are some guys, but is it the same depth as it used to be? No, it's not.
0: Um, uh, It's not even a depth. It's not even top level. Like, there's not even on the top. On the surface, there's no quarterback. Like, there's not a quarterback on this in this world that I would take over. I mean, we could do, we should do that show. We could do a whole show on this.
2: Like, uh, they're, not
0: like this they're not a like, quarterback. They're not a
1: quarterback. 05 to 2010 or something. I don't know, whatever era we're Not a pick. quarterback
0: in this in this earth on this earth right now that I would take over. Fucking what we would call mid quarterbacks back in the day are or, or elite now. I mean it's so bad.
1: I'm just telling you. Yeah. Uh, I think we should we should definitely plan for that at some point, like rank our top 10 QBs from like 05 to 10 or something like that, and then rank the top 10 now and do a comparison and contrast of like who how would you rank these 20? How would you put who would you put over who? And because I would like to hear your list too. I, I wonder, yeah. would you literally put all the old heads above everybody here, or would you keep it real and, and mix and mix some of these newer guys in there too? Yeah, well, keeping
0: it real may keep everybody out too uh (laughs) all
1: right let
0: me ask you something before we talk about these rookies for the last six minutes i gotta ask you i gotta tell you Uh starting to look like my boy kyle shanahan again is all over about to happen again and every another thing i said is true is about to go down CMC, who I said is an injury-prone cat waiting to happen, is now hurt. He might be out six weeks. Purdy's going to be really, really average, and you don't have a real-deal quarterback that can actually will you to victory without a running back, which is telling to me. If you can't win without a running back, then how do you call yourself elite? How do you s- expect to win a Super Bowl? It's starting to look like. Dan and Dog is going to prove me right again. This is where the Niners fucking wheels fall off. I'm just throwing it out there. But anyway, we'll get into that tomorrow. Let's get into uh I just want to put that in everybody's ear. Uh, that should be the Aubrey thumbnail Huff for tomorrow, Huff. man. That's, that's our thumbnail for tomorrow, JB, right there. Let's do it. Aubrey Huff tomorrow, Major League Baseball. We might have to put him on it.
1: Yeah, he might be a Hall of Famer. Uh,
0: He'll be on the show we got jeff nader tomorrow we got big matt um and
1: steve said you come on tomorrow too because he, he's traveling oh, all steve. night. yeah we got steve uh i got i like big having me. guests i ain't gonna lie when we have guests it makes the show so much easier and smoother when we got one guest you know that day when you were lying and say you were on the side of the road but in reality you just was too tired for being on the show it was just matt and thank god matt came on like twice it was me like this for about two and a half hours. Oh, you mean like I did for three hours? I for feel like years? Colin Cowherd in
0: the herd. Oh, like I did for three years straight? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what it is? I, I want to stop. I'm going to stop booking guests, and I'm going to d- d- deny your guests so okay. we so we actually w- have to work. So I want to see you work because I, I like working. I like to actually grind and fucking figure shit out and turn over rocks. You, you want all the guests so you don't have to say nothing. You're just a pretty-ass face, flexing and fucking up. You don't say nothing And all the guests do all the work. Nah, me, I like to do that shit. I'm a grinder, picker. I'm going to go pick everything out of there. Just like I'm going to whip that ass right now on this rookie of the year thing. All right? All right, let's do it. All right. Let's go top 10. All right. Nah, I'll go top five. We'll go top five rookies of the year right now. All right? Top five rookies of the year. All right. I'm going to start at five, and I'm going to go Devin Witherspoon, corner for the Seahawks.
1: Ooh, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Okay. That's number I five. Like, so like. are we going, like, back and forth? Like, I'm going to go in at four, you go three, or is it like, how are we doing it? Or is it now, just your list hear- and I respond to it? How are we doing it?
0: Yeah, what's your number five? Go.
1: My number five is gonna have to he's hurt right now, but I'm gonna have to go with I think it's uh is it Devin A'Kane? Kane? I, he told us how he wants to say his name, running back for the dolphins guy came out of nowhere, been crazy explosive. A ch- a I think uh, I think he changed to a cane. I think he said the is how he wants to pronounce it. I wanna I want to respect the man to say his last name properly. So if I'm saying it wrong, my bad brother, but I got my, my number five spot. He's been killing it. It's
0: such
1: I it sucks that he's hurt right now.
0: All right, it's funny. I actually have him at four.
1: A Chan, you're right, D. Jones. A Chan,
0: yup. Yeah, I actually have him at four. Okay, so I'm going to I'm gonna go De- Devon and Chan at four. Um, how about you just don't fucking have a dumb fucked up name and we'll go from there? How about we that's do his that? last
1: name, JB? That's, that's like saying Brown. I like why the fuck you have Brown? He can't control that. It's fucking uh, last name. You can
0: pronounce name. it and spell it right out the gate. No issue. A Chan, A Chan, A Chan.
1: right, you, four for you. Number four for me. ooh, this is tough? I'm gonna go with my guy Puka Nakua. Come on now, wide out for the Rams. This guy could definitely be higher, but there's been a lot of rookies balling out, so I got him in my number four spot right now. I got Puka. I got Puka Nakua at three. Ooh, okay, okay. So that's my number three spot. All right, all right, all right. That's your number three spot. So, uh, my number three spot. I gotta go, and I. You already kind of had this guy. You know, you had this, You had one defense guy on your list. I got another defense guy on my list. I'm going to go with my guy, Will Anderson Jr., who ain't getting no love for the Texans. He ain't getting no love, man. He holding it down. He's playing well, being a leader on that team. You know what I'm saying? The Texas defense has been overall looking solid to be that young and, and, and to be looking as good as they are already, especially on defense. And what I'm seeing from him, I, I like what I'm seeing. I got my number three. I got number two, B. John Robinson. Oh shit. I'm gonna go B. Yep. John Robinson at th-
0: a two for the yep. simple fact. Now guess who I left? So the-
1: Oh, hold on, hold
0: on, JB. Can I rewind? Nope. So fuck. So I messed up. I messed up. Here's the issue I have. Uh we're gonna have some guys left off. Jeff Nader's gonna be mad at me and shit. Um but when you are talking rookie of the year, Smitty, what is the number one thing you have to ask yourself? Like, what do you look at? Like, are you just picking names because they're flashy or they're sexy, or are you picking it's impact?
1: Is it's, it's impact. What is your criteria? It's to me. It's it's, it's impact. It's um. It's it's is that team good?
0: Is That team is good without that guy. That's how I look at it. Right. There's it's no right. way Atlanta is good without Bijan, and there's no way Miami's doing what they did without this rookie, um, Ashan. So those are two critical things. It, when we're talking Jalen Carter, before I give you my one.
1: Yeah, fuck.
0: When we're talking Jalen Carter, if you take Jalen Carter off the Eagles, the Eagles are still 5-1, and one, bro. Let's just keep it real. But
1: the, a rookie shouldn't be punished because they're on a good team, though. They're either. not being punished. Like, if, they're not because being if I'm punished. balling, I'm balling, right? like, especially they're the D D-line man.
0: They're not being punished, but they also have to be so, so impactful, in my opinion, that I'm like, okay, fuck. He is surrounded by other impactful players up front at D-line. I don't know. It, it, he's not Aaron Donald yet, okay? Let's call of him. Of course
1: right. not. Well, but he, okay, he so, be. so what
0: I'm saying is if it was Aaron Donald, I'd be like, fuck, he's changing the game. This kid's not changing the game right now. He's surrounded by a bunch of guys. The guy that's changing the game is C.J. Stroud on a team with Will Anderson, who you said are very complimentary of each other in the number one and two picks. Um, maybe the number best one and two picks in a long, long time for a franchise. Yeah. They're complimentary of each other and they are impactful. And C.J. has done has gone above and beyond if anyone thought on a bad organization preseason. Right, we, we didn't know. Um, have you not watched Sean from Miami? He's won two games for them, bro. A-Chan has won two games for the Dolphins. What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> Man, I hear a thing you're saying, bro. Man, I mean, I like Will a lot, but, like, damn. I, I feel weird not having Jalen Carter on, on my list. Like, because he cause he had yeah, no, number two, then? Our, our two and our one is going to be the same. You got to go B-John. john looks phenomenal. B-John looks like a top-ten running back right now. Probably higher than top ten. And then you... There's no argument. CJ Stroud is the number one rookie right now. There's no argument about that. There's literally no, really no I mean, argument. So you don't have Jalen Carter, and I don't have Jalen Carter, but yet I'm the asshole. No, yeah, no, you're not an asshole at all. Because it it's just tough. It's yeah. a lot of rookies playing well. Like I don't have Devin Whittlespoon on my list, which is crazy. You could argue that's crazy too. I don't watch him enough for me to uh, uh really put him on my list. But Whitt- I know Whittlespoon is a fucking baller. Uh, but damn, I do feel like I should have Jen on my list. Though I'm not gonna lie. Like I wonder. Like should Jalen be uh, in there instead of Will? Different position, different impact. Will has more of a day that I could play to, like a, a bigger role as a linebacker, where you know Jalen has. He's on a great D line, like you said. So he, he doesn't. He's not. He's not the everyday player. He doesn't even start. He rotates in. You know. So I, I don't know, man. It's, it's tough. Uh, Jalen carr has been balling out. If I redid the list, he might be in my five. Ain't gonna lie. But we ain't
0: no take backs is what it uh, is. Let me ask you. Let me let me go into a few more. I know we're two minutes over. We're going to go a couple minutes and then get out of here. Christian Gonzalez for New England would have possibly been in there. He was unbelievable. He was showing that he might be fucked top three corner already. As unbelievable what he was doing. He's hurt now. I kept him out of there. A guy that's not getting any recognition who's unbelievable, um, who might be the NFL Brock Bauer, is the Sam Laporta kid in mm-hmm. Detroit. Um, He's dominating um, at tight end as a rookie. Um, and then there's guys out, out there that people are talking about. Zay Flowers, I've, I've kind of been unimpressed
1: with, to be honest. He's been solid, though. Yeah. He's not not like, top five, but top ten, probably. He's been solid. Yeah. Especially like as, like, the number one guy for them, too. He dropped a few passes, though, of course, that I didn't like, but... Other than for a rookie, he's been he's been decent. Josh Downs has shown flashes for the Colts, you know, had a pretty good game uh last week. Um, uh, but again, not top five, just 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 making notice to it. The the
0: Keanu Benton kid is a D tackle for the Steelers. Um he's very, very I don't think he's getting a lot of attention. He's he's been dominant. He if you were to look at his film and then you look at Jalen Carter's film. I think we can argue and have a good debate about those two playing as rookies, how good both teams are. I mean, how good both guys are. Um, What about Michael
1: Mayer, tight end for the Raiders from Notre Dame? He's showing flashes. He's showing flashes. What what
0: about the safety for the Lions? People aren't giving the the Lions enough credit in their draft, man. I'm moving up the GM up the ladder here, up there with the Chiefs GM, up there with the Eagles GM, Howie Roseman. I'm putting this guy up there because he, he drafted that kid, Brian Branch. Yeah. Um, who's a safety for the Lions who's been ball dominant? He's a ball hawk. Um, Lions hit on a few guys, Gibbs hurt right now, but they, they hit on him, they hit on this kid, they hit on Laporta. Like the Lions
1: got fucking rookies out here balling, yeah. so um, they may have that. Uh, Juju Brent for uh, Indianapolis coach corner. Uh, certain I'm not just saying that, but like, literally, if you watch his tape, he's playing well, got his first pick, I want to say, last uh, last Sunday. Strong, you know, lengthy corner. Ironically, went to the greatest high school in the world, Warren Central. Uh, but been looking really good though. I'm just being JB. Watch the tape. I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't gonna just say it to say it. I I can't attach my name to somebody who ain't who ain't legit. This guy's been looking really well, so I got to I gotta pay homage. Hey, hey up, what's the K State time waffle? You know what? Yes, sir. Yes. If you can guess what shirt
0: I wear tomorrow, I'll give you five hundred dollars.
1: Me? Yeah. But so, like, guess right now?
0: No, tomorrow. Like, yeah, yeah I guess you. No, nah, you can't guess right now. I'll, I won't wear it. I know. So, well, so tomorrow, gotta, tomorrow how will it work. So when you pop on the show tomorrow live, I'm gonna turn I'm gonna be turned around. And when I turn around and my shirts on and you guess it, 500 I'll send you. All right.
1: Do do I get any sort of hint? Because you have like a thousand shirts. You know what I mean? Like it can literally be anything.
0: You know me. I only wear I only rock OG shit.
1: It'll be a very it'll be a uh I can't give you that's too much um like like will it be something like hip hop ish? Like, you know what I mean like give me some type of category at least because it's like it could be anything you you've worn movie shit like movie <laughs> references you've worn I'm gonna wear a fucking white pro club nothing on it right it's like you've worn clean them shirt it's like what the fuck
0: Uh it's gonna be something cultural
1: it'll
0: be cultural
1: We'll we we'll talk about we'll because you, you, you don't know what you're gonna wear yet. So we'll talk a little bit more later when you actually know we'll what you're gonna out. wear. You know what I, I have my whole week shirts laid out already. So you got your shirt laid over your jeans with the shoes on the bed. You old school no, like no, a no, no, no. I got my show shirts for the week up because
0: I'm gonna start playing a game, I think, because I got so many shirts that I'm going to start rocking a different thing, make it a theme on the show. So I think I got my whole week lined out already. I already know what Wednesday shirt is. So I already know what it is. The black t-shirt, but it has something on it that's very very OG. And man, I got some OG shirts, dog. I can't wait to rock them. Every week I got weeks of shirts that I'm going to wear in a row.
1: That that should be like a little segment we do like JB shirts. We do it at the beginning of the show and at the end of the season we'll have uh somebody one of our teammates cut it up, make a little cool little one-minute reel, flashing through all your different shirts and shit like that, that'd be kind of cool, man. Yeah, I'm always wearing my producer hat, y'all. I'm the hardest-working person on this show. Nobody works harder than me. I'm grinding. I'm, I'm I'm producing, directing, editing, putting together fucking rundowns. I do all type of shit, y'all. So, let y'all know. Pound that like button, y'all. Subscribe. JB has never had that type of moment with his AD. You know what I mean? He's never had that type of moment right there. That's real pure joy.
0: I wouldn't have did it. It would have been expected. I would just walk up the field already. Right, we won. fuck fucking supposed to win. Fuck. motherfucker like he won the Super Bowl.
1: <laughs> you, you so damn gangster. We all watched last chance. We seen you get excited after a fucking win. So don't lie. You didn't to see
0: us. Me excited. I just went like, fucking get out of here. That's what's supposed to happen. You didn't see me jumping around fucking for joy.
1: You might, you might have didn't jump, but you were in locker room. We had locker room. We beat that motherfucking ass out. Yeah, talking shit. Talking shit. You didn't see me holding my fucking ankle like a goddamn Toyota commercial. Everybody celebrates differently,
0: JB. It's been a great one. It's Doc Talk Tuesday. Tomorrow's Work Boot Wednesday. We got a loaded show tomorrow, too. Uh, got a lot going on, dog. I got a lot going on. You got
1: shit, going
0: A lot going on in life. RuPaul is now Auntie Shay Shay. <laughs> uh, I'm not wearing shit, you say, Eddie. Shut the fuck up.
1: Hey, that's my favorite part of the show. No matter what Eddie says, JB gets pissed off. Eddie could be like, JB, it's a great show. Fuck you, Eddie. This show was horrible. It was horse shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's all love, Eddie. Eddie, please keep uh, sending comments, man. It's hilarious.
2: <laughs> hey, y'all, man. I'm
1: out, man. Y'all, peace out, man. I got you. That's shit to I think I'm about to move here in a couple of days out of nowhere. I don't know. We we, we might have found a new spot. We're gonna see. I got a lot going on myself. So hey, send the money in so we can move, y'all. Send me money, send it to JB. JB said to me, uh, I'm only I'm only accepting hundreds or more, hundreds or more because we're trying to move. So five dollars ain't gonna work, y'all. i be real with y'all, chat. We need hundreds. So if ten of y'all can send JB a hundred dollars, that's a thousand. He's said direct to me, that will help me tremendously in my move. I'm moving to I'm gonna be too real. Zero, too bad, huh?
0: Thousand dollars ain't gonna give you. It will not be a security deposit for the white light bill in
1: L.A. You are right, but it will at least like just put a little. You know what I mean? A little safety. Just a 1000 You would never met met about a thousand. You know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna give you a thousand. But like, all right, like, all right, cool. Like, I, I can work with that. I can pay for some movers. I can pay for a box. I I, I can get some shit going with a thousand. You
0: know remember mean? this date, y'all? Big Smitty born day.
1: I was already knee-deep in some booze. And my birthday coming up in a few months, y'all. It's going to be a celebration, January 19th. Don't forget, we're going to throw a party, year 30. Da- my daughter was born five years after you. Hold on, January 19th? No, my ba- my daughter, January 4th, 99. Whoa, she a Capric- oh, oh, is she Capricorn? No, she... I don't know if the fourth is Capricorn or not. I, I'm not, I can't tell you
0: what the fuck she is. <laughs> I
1: think she a Capricorn. Shout out to your daughter, man. She, she good people. She good people.
0: I don't know shit about that whole,
1: Uh, what is it, astrology? Yeah, I'm not an expert with the shit, but like, you know, some of the shit be accurate, but sometimes the stuff be so like broad. It's like, you could have said this about anybody. Like, if you're a Capricorn, you're a hard worker. It's like, okay, well. I am, but that's just an easy thing to say. You know what I mean? So, okay, F.A., appreciate it. Okay, yo, your daughter Capricorn. No wonder why we cool. Matt, stop lying, man. Your sister's birthday, not uh, Jerry19. They in the chat lying right now. Everybody send me $100 right now, man. Send a J.B. I need a thousand. Hey, I'm not lying. I need a thousand, y'all, so we can move on. Hey, nobody gives a fuck when you're born, homie. We out of
2: here. <laughs> we switched it and filled the gap. Smithy and Jason Brown, we killed the Yeah.